0: Hi everybody, this is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast Blues Hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a Blues fan.
1: Oh, baby. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio.
0: Center Eyes Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit centereyesbrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Center Eyes Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's Go Blues! Let's Go Blues! Get
2: ready to hear some noise tonight! You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio!
1: What's up, Tony Brook? Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we like Corp? Are we suspended?
2: I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's
0: right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You
2: don't
1: need it.
2: No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio the original St. Louis
1: Blues Hockey Fan Podcast. Take it away, boys. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.
0: Happy New Year. Welcome to the first show of 2022, which is Season 10, Episode 17 of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often imitated, never duplicated, fully vaccinated, 10-time defending podcast champion, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Special thanks to Rock and com for sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Uh, it's Wednesday. No, it's not. It's Monday, January 3rd. And we're, <laughs> <laughs> it's usually Wednesday. It is not this time, we're though. Off to it's, a roaring start. It's Monday. You know, <laughs> I, I copy the notes over from the week before and then edit it as necessary. And sometimes I miss something. And it's, I, I, missed, I missed the day. Uh, and uh, and I'm, I'm on today's like show, robot. Kirk
2: Price. Kurt Price is joined by uh, Jeff Ponder and Jeff Quirin. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Just re- reading like a mindless robot. This is franchise episode number 335 all the time to interact with the show. We're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just do a search for us. You will find us. I'm Kurt Price and my co-host for the big show tonight are Jeff Ponder and Bill Day. And uh, we're talking St. Louis Blues hockey. Um, guys, we uh, have a a nice winter classic win to talk about. We've got uh, some Jersey fiasco nonsense to talk about. We've got uh, some little bit of COVID stuff. We, uh, the blues are healthy. All kinds of fun stuff to talk about in this show. Um, how was your New Year's?
2: It was great. Um, I, uh, As I said, this, by the way, this might be the closest live shows we've had to each other. So we had one Friday afternoon, and now we're having one Monday night. Kind of crazy. And uh, yes, and we'll get to this in a minute. Good to have beer for the episode again, uh, as I did not last week.
0: So that's kind of nice. In my Patrick Patrick Swayze etched mug. Can you see the face there a little bit? I mean, you can't tell it's Swayze. I think you can see it
2: better when you just chug that beer, and I think we can see it better. (laughs) Um, uh, Oh, true. Okay. We'll never stop me before. But no, I, uh, uh, New Year's was great. Uh, the wife and I just, uh, like I said on Friday, we just hung out, we played games. We, so I beat her ass at every single video game there is. And it sucks because she gets so mad and doesn't want to play me anymore. Well, there's one game that she still beats me at, and that's Super Smash Brothers. So she made me play that a bunch. Uh, Then I, since I said, hey, we just played 10 games of Super Smash Brothers, we got to play one game of NHL 94. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we did five minute periods. I beat her nine to one as the Senators over the Blues. So,
0: oh, and insult to injury. That felt pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. They were
2: awful in that game.
0: Well, the Blues weren't good either. So, yeah, they were okay. They had Cujo. Cujo's fantastic. The Blues were not very good in that game. (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, they were i think they were, they're better than the senators
0: if you, oh yeah 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 sure if you look at the ratings though the and the blackhawks and the what was it, the, right. the the sabers and the flames they were all really good right red wings, right. Were, Just, good. Red wings were pretty good
1: the canucks the sabers were good because the rangers and mcgillney yeah yep. um yeah the i mean the blues top line in that game is uh shanahan janny and hull, hull.
0: yeah um, but Jenny. I would take out Janny and put Emerson every time. That's yeah,
1: exactly, do. exactly. And that, that, yeah, that's why they weren't good.
2: <laughs> um, I, uh, I also uh, had a five-goal effort from Bob Kudelski. So that was a pretty mm. awesome night.
0: Mm. Who is your, who is your defensive pairing for the Blues? Is it uh, Brown and uh, Butcher? I guess it's Brown and Butcher. The or, the default. Yeah, I would almost go Brown and Baron. As opposed to Brown and Butcher in that game, I remember, mm-hmm. I remember switching Butcher out because Butcher's just so damn slow. Yeah, sometimes I'd yeah, go he, with Doug Crossman. Hit. Doug Crossman. Yeah. Crossman's yeah. not yeah. a bad one. Yeah. Good one. Good call. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, Bill, how was first, your usual? What'd you do? Uh, you know, stayed home. Um, did the did the usual stuff. Um, you know, the, we, every year we just we wind up staying home. Wow you know watching movies actually kurt and i uh and his cousin jeff uh got a game of demio on yeah. the oculus that was fun
0: yeah <clears throat> it, it, it might have the oculus out there and has uh, the game uh demio or or demio or however you want to say it d-e-m-e-o um it's a fun game like a board game you you play like a D board game kind of thing i know i was never a D guy um but you know the, the whole virtual reality uh uh, kind of thing. It's kind of cool. So fun, fun stuff. Uh, yeah, my, uh, new year's was, I did absolutely nothing and it was glorious.
2: You edited, uh, you edited the new Year's show.
0: <laughs> right. I did in the morning. Yeah. Hi, or back. afternoon, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Uh, but it, so I I, I, got, I hung out. Uh, you know, the kids went to a, a, a kid party, and I stayed home and I uh, I, I watched a movie. Uh, did I watch a movie? What did I do? I watched a, I watched something. Played some Demio. Yeah, uh, played
1: some Demio played, yeah, uh, played some yeah. with me and yeah. Jeff. That was that was fun.
0: Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. I, I watched uh, Mythbusters. I never do that. I like the show. It just happened to be on. I watched a couple episodes of that. I don't know. Low key. Hmm. Low key.
2: We watched, uh, we rewatched for the first time ever Doctor Strange, which I like that movie. That's personally. a good movie. It's um, a really good movie. But my my wife just, she, I don't think she got it. I don't think she fully, and she'll admit she didn't really understand the whole multiverse comic concept, book movies
0: too complicated but, for your wife. No,
2: it's not that. Not that at all. It's just she she just never got into that, but now that she she got really into WandaVision, she got really into Loki. She loved the Spider-Verse movie, the uh the, the No Way Home. Uh I think she gets it a little better now. Like it it makes more sense, it clicks a little better. So we were finally rewatched Doctor Strange on New Year's and she was like, "Wow, this is a lot better than I remember." And I'm like, That's because you're more in tune with what the multiverse is now. Yeah. yeah, Great movie.
0: I think if you go back and chronologically, uh, as far as the storyline goes, the Marvel uh, universe storyline, if you watch them all in chronological order, uh, and I think, I think the movie makes a lot more sense as as far as like watching it, like randomly out of order. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, Ant-Man, Ant-Man was a really good, I I was not expecting anything from Ant-Man. Um, but that was a good movie. That was funny. Yeah, and Paul a man, fantastic. A man, the wasp. A man, the wasp had the best. And I won't for those of you who are way behind. I haven't seen it. Uh, you know, it's got maybe the best uh, uh end the trailer scene uh, of any movie I've ever seen. Oh yeah, that it, it made fantastic. me go. Let's, made me go. Left you on a hook. Oh my god. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm. So that was fun.
1: Mm. I'm gonna have to get caught up on all these
0: comic yeah, cause, book
1: movies because you know my I, bill i have disney plus and so oh, i've got
0: all the marvel movies sure. we just well, i just don't have time do you though do you have the the correct hulk do they have a hulk on that the, the correct hulk uh they should right it's it's the one with uh what's with his the face?
2: first hulk with the uh,
1: banner?
0: not banner no edward norton the, Ed, edward norton, with Ed norton. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one yeah yeah um, I've got oh, so I, many uh,
1: there are so many yeah. others it will take me forever to get caught up and then I can find that one on one of the other services my kids I and have.
0: I my kids and I we went we printed out the you know not how they came out in theaters but the story the, the, the timeline yeah. we, that's we watched them in order that way so the story made better more sense and uh we'd watch you know a couple movies a week um, and did that over a number of months and it was that was fun uh, I had a good time yeah. with that and they understand stuff a lot more now and they're all into it, so it's pretty fun. You'll
1: well, have to this send show it slowly. So I can
0: watch it that way.
2: Yeah, yeah you should, and you'll. You're slowly. Uh, uh, this show is slowly changing to a uh, Let's Go Marvel Universe show. So right. you're gonna yeah. have to get caught up if you want to stay on the panel. <laughs> <Right>.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's our opening <laughs> segment every week.
1: So uh, where where does Wolverine fit into this, this <laughs> universe? Because he doesn't seen... yet.
0: <laughs> no, no, not no. no they, that's that, the own X Men timeline. Uh, oh, okay. Deadpool oh, okay. kind of intersects there a little bit, but uh...
2: although I did read that apparently, and again, huge comic book nerd moment here. Sorry, everybody who doesn't care. Deadpool three apparently will take place in the MCU. I read, so that'll be
0: pretty cool. Well, it kind of already kind of did a little bit. I don't know,
2: eh, kind of, but not really. Yeah. But apparently, it's like fully taking place. Like you know, after the events of Thanos and all that. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, you have a, an announcement about a giveaway that we're going to be I having. I do. Yes, I do. Um, So the big we've giveaway, a giveaway the big here, giveaway. Folks.
2: big giveaway, big winter classic giveaway is what we're going to call it. Uh, I know real, real original. Um, So basically, uh, first of all, let's talk about what you'd be winning if you won the giveaway. Right here, this bad boy. Let's get this centered. Bernie Federico, My Blues Note, with it's not, uh, writing from Jeremy Rutherford.
0: It's not just the book, though.
2: It's not. I'm flipping to the other exciting part. It is signed. Whoa, oh, there we go. Yep. Hang on. There we go. Yep. Signed by Mr. Rutherford himself. Uh, for a let's go blues radio listener. So um yeah, very exciting. Uh it, it, this is from a couple weeks ago. Sorry, I'm trying to get my camera refocused here. Um so, how how do you win this wonderful prize? Uh and by the way, great book. Uh did you guys both read this yet? I have not read it. Yet. I have it not. It was either. it's one of those that when you start, you're not going to stop. You're so It's a page turner. So make sure you
0: that's what, it really that's, is, and that's what it's, the, the the book the book readers the lingo,
2: right? And <laughs> it's, it's you know, I'm not saying it's you know a New York Times bestseller, but it's one of those that that you start to read it, and you and and I'll give our friend of the show, well, both friends of the show, credit here, uh, especially uh, Rutherford. You read it, and it feels like you're sitting in a bar with Bernie Federico and he's just telling you his story, and you so, would,
0: and you would know that. Because I would do we, the all, all three of us sat in a bar with Bruno Federico and we Jim did. Rutherford, and hung out for forty-five minutes and talk and shop. That was great.
2: Yep, yep. And that was that was when this book was released,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 yeah. book signing, and then the uh, yeah. uh, the uh, 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 talking about it up on stage. Uh, Federico was, which was yeah. fantastic, which was yep. cool.
2: That was great Q and A. That was yep. awesome. But anyway, so. Mm. Uh, it's a great book. Again, you just read through it and you just, you feel like you're listening to Bernie tell you a story. So it's fun. It's great to read. So it's, it's, it's definitely it, an, an awesome item, especially if you got a friend or a family member that has a birthday coming up, this would be a great present for them.
0: It's what book readers read when they're not reading books. See, that's what, that's what, that's uh, how I would promote a book that I would write. <laughs> okay. It's there you book go. It's what readers right. read when they're not reading books. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I don't know. I don't know. Give that? that? Know it, I'm not sure if that's a compliment or not. But so how how me. do you how do you get this? I,
2: we should probably get to that. Right. We're, yeah. we're stretching this out. Um, <laughs> mostly my fault. Uh, so you are going to tweet us, right in our Facebook wall, Instagram story or post, and tag us in it. Uh, basically, however you communicate on social media, whatever platform it is, we're on all of them. Um, Just tweet us your or send us your favorite picture from something to do with the Winter Classic. So that can be you attending the Winter Classic, uh, maybe watching with some friends. Maybe you guys celebrating one of the goals. Maybe it's a video uh, or maybe it's just you got your jersey and you got a cool picture of you and your new Blues uh, 2022 Winter Classic jersey. Uh, so just post that on social media. Make sure we're tagged in some way, whether you tag us in the picture itself, or um, post it on our wall on Facebook, or uh, whatever. Let's go, Blues Radio! Again, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, follow and then, the of show. course, depe- yeah, de- yeah, of course, depending follow, on what platform you're depending on what platform you're sharing your post. Make sure you follow us on that platform as well. So, follow, post, picture of you, something to do with the Winter Classic. And make sure we're tagged. That's it. And we're going to pick our winner next week. We should have a show on Wednesday. So um, hopefully then we will be able to uh,
0: pick our winner then. So you've got nine days to get this done. Nine, nine times. Nine times. <laughs> and can people enter on each platform? I think yes. Sure. Yeah. Why not? That's more chances to win, right? Yeah. And are on uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, is... Instagram?
2: Not yeah, TikTok. I'm, I'm at, yeah, not no, TikTok. we're not on TikTok. Not yet. Bill's still working on that. Um, with his internet issues, it's it's kind of taking him some time. But uh...
0: <laughs> Still trying to get the permissions down and the security issues down yep. with the, the Chinese platform. Yeah.
2: Yep, it'll take time. <laughs> but no, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you use the most, whatever you want to use. Just make sure we're tagged. Make sure you're following us. That's all it is. That's all it takes.
0: Uh, oh, so that I'm, we're, we are looking forward to that. So uh, the official beers of episode number 335. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle is at Price 12 Jeff says Ponder 94 and bills is, Blue blue note to 33. So, Jeff, uh, what are you enjoying this evening?
2: Before we get to mine, let's get to some of our listeners who have posted what they're uh, what they're drinking. Austin Lynch says, "Currently at the gym, listening. Uh, currently at the gym, listening. My drink of the episode is water. Good. I'm glad you're not drinking <laughs> beer at the gym. That would be <laughs> odd.
0: <laughs> well, you got to maintain, right? I mean, if you're you 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 work out, so you can drink the beer, right? Right.
2: Uh, and then Matt Harris says, <clears throat> "My beer of the episode is Aichi Wow Wow." From Native Dog in Camden, Arizona, Arkansas. Sorry, I need to Arkansas. see a picture.
0: Let's see a picture of that label.
2: Yeah. Because if, 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 awesome. if you
0: name a beer I Wow Wow, it's got to have a good label. Has to. Yeah. Agree. So, you know, so share that.
2: my beer, which I'm sure I've had this on the show before, from Schlafly, the white lager. Just mm-hmm. a good, smooth lager that, uh, I
1: don't really goes know how to it goes down
2: easy. It just goes down easy. Easy drinking. What what is it? Uh, easy, easy drinking. What easy, brainy, they, used no, they used to say. Now these saying blues games. Easy. Uh, no, what did Mike Shannon used to say? It, it, uh, easy drinking, cool tasting, something like that. Yeah. Ice cold Budweiser. Ah, whatever. Yeah. All right, yeah. Bill. Ice cold mm-hmm. frosty Budweiser. Pick, pick me up here. <clears throat>
1: All right, so the connection, and I'm sure it's going to drop while I'm in the middle of this. Because fuck you, Netgear. I'm just hoping um, you get like
0: a goofy look on your face when you freeze. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: I'll try to make as many fucked up faces as I can.
0: Uh, My I beer label. is thirteen. <laughs> your connection is terrible. Uh, we just heard
2: 13.
0: <laughs> Surly, right?
1: And I think he's 13. out.
0: He is out. He called it. All right. He did. Well, at I'm least gonna... we can see his beer real nice. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a nice freeze frame. Nice advertising for. I think it's is that it Surly? That's Surly, right?
2: I think so. No. Surly 13. Let me check just to make sure. <laughs> All
0: right. So, anyway, uh, until Bill comes back, my beer of the show is the uh local beery uh, the O'Fallon Naughty peanut butter pretzel beer. I haven't had this on the show yet, have I? Jeff? Uh, peanut butter pretzel? I've had no, pretzel No, I don't beer. think you have. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think you have. I found this in the store and I had to have it, and it's pretty good. I like it. If you like peanut butter beer, which I do, and if you like pretzel beer, which I do, then you'll love this, which I do. So do what I do.
2: Well, uh, yeah, I agree. You should <laughs> always listen to what Kurt does. So since Bill could not give any kind of update on his beer, uh, we'll just go with something I found off the internet. Outstanding score on Beer Advocate, 94 out of 100. That's Bill, pretty freaking good.
0: Bill doesn't drink crap. Bill drinks good beer.
2: No, he does. Uh, and yeah, every review I'm seeing is just awesome. So uh, darker beer. So keep that in mind. I'm
0: just going to leave that up on the screen the whole show.
2: Oh, it's. I hope it stays. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's going to be the promo for the show too it's mm-hmm. just, i mean it's up up there for a few minutes already mm-hmm. um all right uh to a couple of, uh there's a couple of uh uh t Walter 15 uh fellow podcaster mr Walter. um how comfortable are you guys about the changing of the guard with this team and the next core of the st louis blues right now be happy to get into that as soon as we get into some blues talk so we'll pause that question.
2: Yeah, we usually get to some blue talk What about
0: hour 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blue talk right now. Today in blues history. Oh, oh, Bill left us. Oh, I just lost Bill. I just Damn, lost Bill. Let me let me make up a placeholder graphic there. I should have had a placeholder ready to go. <laughs> we knew that he was yep, having issues. Right. Could have we need to just nice. have a,
2: a bill placeholder at all times. All right.
0: Today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, January 3rd, 2015, TJ Oshie recorded his second career hat-trick, four points in the game, as he scored his 100th career goal. Jaden Schwartz recorded his 100th career point in the St. Louis Blues 7-2 win versus the San Jose Sharks. Um, Let me guess, Jeff, you're going to say, I remember this game.
2: Uh, I don't, Hmm. actually. Uh, I don't remember this game at all.
0: There have been a few games where Oh, there's Bill. He's back. Oh, he's back on his phone again.
2: <laughs> oh, there he is. Oh, we get a good yeah. shot of his beautiful body.
0: There you go. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, there. I'll I'll try to hold this as best I can, but Jesus fucking Christ, what a <laughs> shit show.
0: JFC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, January 3rd. We're in today in Blue's History, by the way. Bill. Uh, January 3rd, 1991. Uh, Brett Hull was named the winner of the All-Star Game voting. Uh, Hull was the first player to receive 400,000 votes and won by more than a hundred thousand votes. Brett talks about that and other things with David Johnson, uh, with John David Johnson. Wow. <laughs> John Johnson. Davidson, <laughs> David Johnson. Oh, with <laughs> oh, Steve Bush Uh Can, Kurt will read whatever you put in the teleprompter. <laughs> I, I had it right <laughs> on the page. It says John Davidson. And I just, red dave what i say david johnson david johnson <laughs> i have something wrong with me um but yeah he he shares a video on the uh, twitter account and bill left <laughs> us again <laughs> he's just dropping over the place it's uh, i would yeah. love to there he is again i loved i think you know to be a fly on the wall at bill's house right now um it's probably not for children uh, no. But he, he shares a video. It is not. It is not for <laughs> children. <laughs> he shares a video with uh, with a The interview with John Davidson uh, in between periods of this game it was in between the first and second, I believe. Blues were winning one nothing against the Rangers in this game, uh, where the interview takes place, and uh, good long interview. Back when they used to do nice long interviews in between periods, uh, Blues games. I miss that game? man. That yeah, was cool. They used um, to, like,
2: have, like, an actual studio set up. Oh, yeah. So
0: they would come and they, in and sit down. And they would talk to them about just other stuff, not, like, game-related stuff. Nowadays, it's like, you know, what, did you guys, what were you guys seeing in that first period? You know, you want to talk about this, talk about that in the, first, in the game. Uh, back then, they, they talked about stuff like this, about leading the, uh, you know, the league and all-star voting and everything. So those days are gone. Yep. Uh, January third, nineteen seventy, the St. Louis Blues beat the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins six to nothing. Red Kelly, head coach of the Penguins, had his players wear earmuffs due to the crowd noise. Uh, it didn't work, as the Blues scored five first period goals. This picture, uh, first time I saw this picture, was in the note by note book that was released back in two thousand, or I think, um, to commemorate. Um, I think it was two thousand. Maybe ninety nine. Maybe to commemorate thirty five years. Of the of blues history, something like that. Maybe was 2002. God I don't know. Fucking damn it! <laughs> <laughs> he's Bill. Was it was you. Looked fine. <laughs> Bill. <And he's laughs> I don't know if he realizes he was live. I don't know. There, there he is again. Holy cow! Okay. He's just yeah. This is fun. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I, I just can't get anything to work tonight. So the earbuds are out and hopefully there's not an echo from my end i apologize if there I, is
0: i hear no echo <laughs> i don't either matt harris says bill i understand that shitty internet struggle it took me two hours to upload a pdf for a job application i did today thanks for fighting oh. it for us but uh that's back in the dial-up days two hours to upload a pdf remember like the days of uh taking like an hour and a half to download a song mm-hmm. remember what it was
2: like what? to to look at porn in those days, oh, yeah, I mean like
0: line by line coming out. Not porn. I'm, oh, oh, this picture is going to be hot. Yeah, this is
2: going to be hot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Two hours
0: so later, we were it's
2: almost there.
1: <laughs> A lot of us were conditioned by scrambled porn to be okay with that. So
2: that's uh-huh. right. You know, that's, that's right. True. It was always better than scramble <laughs> porn. I,
0: kids nowadays, they have no idea. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like an old man, but I mean, kids nowadays will never never know the struggle of trying to you know, uh, get off with scrambled porn. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you're trying to, like, make out, what is that? Oh, I think I saw a boob. Uh, or, okay, maybe, I don't know. What was that? I don't know. It looks like it. they're having fun. <laughs> certainly <laughs> sounds heard like it. <laughs> it. certainly sounds like it. Yeah, the audio would come through, which, yeah, <laughs> scrambled porn. Is that a thing still? I don't think so.
2: No. I don't know because you don't have static anymore.
0: Right. Well, scrambled was on purpose. You you weren't paying for the station. You didn't get to watch it. That was that was why. Yeah, it was but scrambling. you got <laughs> it's not
2: scrambled anymore. It's HD. HD now doesn't have the scrambled shit. Why well, no? Right?
0: I, I, okay, okay, yeah, that makes sense. They just they just come on. You're channel. a tech
2: guy. You should well, know this.
0: I'm just saying. They you know they just, I guess they just turned the channel off. Whatever. It's like a football the switch. Yeah. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. along with that tweet, they tweeted out the uh, rosters for the two teams, which is always fun. It, if you're not, a, uh, we say this a lot, if you're not a follower of at SDL Blues History, be a follower because every day it's just good stuff. Uh, ju- if not just for the con- for the uh, text content to see what, to hear what happened, or to read, you can see pictures, video, um, old programs, uh, rosters and stuff. Uh, just fun. I mean, the Blues goaltenders this game, you can see on the roster is Glenn Hall, Jacques Plante, Ernie Wakely.
2: Phew. Yeah, yeah just, I've, I forgot that back in the day, Jim Morrison started his uh, career as a Pittsburgh Penguin, not as a lead singer of Van Morrison. Right,
0: a defenseman who had uh, yeah. played in four games at the, to that point in the season. Yeah. Had, uh, uh, what, four, let's see, he was a defenseman, uh, four games played, uh, what's G.A.? Game? Four games played, five
2: games played, <laughs> go- it's got to be goals, right? Goal, GA Why is, is GA? goals? Why
0: would GA be goals? No,
2: no, 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 no. You're looking at goals against. You're looking at the goalie stats. So it's no. uh, position, oh, no. then goals, then assists, then points, then. Oh, yeah, minutes. you're
0: right. You're right. I'm looking up a column. Sorry. Yeah. My bad.
2: So four you're goals, right. five assists, nine points, and 26 penalty minutes.
0: Right. Jim Morrison, number 27.
1: But he never broke on through to the other side. No. He didn't. Oh. did. <laughs> not. Apparently not.
0: There it is. (laughs) Very nice. January 3rd, 2016, former St. Louis Blues player Billy Plager uh, passed away at the age of 70. Uh, Billy Plager, brother of Bobby and Barkley Plager, played 127 games for the Blues in the early 1970s. On March 1st, 1969, former Blues coach Scotty Bowman put the three Plager brothers' all-defensemen in the starting lineup at forward and played them on the same line together in a game against the Montreal Canadiens. That was cool. Not that I Remember it. Your two.
2: Your real life um uh why am I drawing a blank? Slapshot. Yes. Um
0: Oh go ahead. I'll let you the, let you m- uh d- just
2: damn the it. The
0: Hansen brothers. Hansen!
2: The Hansons. <laughs> the Hansons.
0: Turn your hockey card in at the door, man. Come on. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Sorry. <laughs> Putting on the Putting on the foil. There you foil. go. A
2: little, Jesus. Little a
0: little redemption there.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah, you want some? <laughs> um, we will. Um, let me see here. Let me get the. Uh... You're
2: missing one. You want me to just go ahead and do it?
0: What's that? I'm missing one? What?
2: January 3rd, 1976. Oh, Gary okay. Unger became only the second NHL player to play in 600 consecutive games. In a a St. Louis Blues 3-2 win versus the Minnesota North Stars, Unger scored the game-tying power play goal. So there you
0: go. There you go. There you have it, and there you are today in Blues history. Uh, We'll we'll, uh, get into the Winter Classic win uh, along with some other stuff and uh, uh, Mr. uh, Thomas Walters' question about the changing of the guard with the Blues, uh, which we're happy to talk about. um, After this word from ID Life. It's safe to say that the Burn Box from RockinThatIDLife.com provides you with the sugar
2: bustin'est, muscle buildingest, mood enhancingest, focus inducingest, energy boostingest experience. You not only get the excellent product, but you get recipes, menu options, a tracker, and program guide to assist you along your self betterment journey. Based on your goals, you can double up on Slim Plus or Energy, or you can get one of each with flavors such as mixed berry, tropical fruit, and orange. The Burn Box lets you enjoy the weight loss or muscle gain journey along the way. Become a VIP with RockinThatIDLife.com and place your Burn Box on subscription and you'll save 20%. And as always, text The roughest, toughest, he-man, stuffest ombre has ever crossed the Rio Grande. And our friend Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order.
1: Now all you skunks, clear out of
2: here. And go over to rockinthatidlife.com. So a couple of other comments we should get to. Matt Harris also adds, I'm so excited for this beach-themed edition of the Let's Go Blues podcast, which I think we'll uh, we'll get into. I'm sure everybody knows what that means. If you don't, you've been living under a rock. Uh, And uh, also we'll add, let's see, one more from Matt Harris. Let's just say if I get this teaching job, Hmm. Uh, which we all know he's said he's applying for jobs in Missouri. Uh, y'all are going to be catching me at Center Ice way too much. Hell yes. Look forward okay. to that. Nice. I'll be there a lot this month. <laughs> I really will. <laughs> you, have
0: a, you have a problem you want to talk about? or?
2: <laughs> well, I'm just saying I've, I've got a ton of Blues games I'm going to this month. Okay, and I cool. think I'll be going to Center Ice before each of them.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. For the riding the shuttle? Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> uh, Don't
1: forget Two weeks from today, our oh, yeah. Day, Chris Pronger retirement day. Chris Pronger well, retirement game. We all will be there.
0: Yeah, we're all going to be there. We will. going to center ice early. That's a day off work, right? Everyone's off work, right? So I might,
2: I might open them up at like eight a.m. Say, open up the doors, let me in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Blues knocked off the Minnesota Wilds six to four in a nice Winter Classic win, and I, I told you guys before the show I had someone to show you. Um oh yeah? Hey Kurt, I think yeah. you had something you wanted to show us. Right. that's uh, yeah. Well when I said to remind you, uh for you to remind me, that was mostly if I forgot. Well, that's but that's what I'm, I'm doing. I'm just, reminding okay. you right now. All right. So <laughs> Amy got me this, which I've got a couple metal signs here, right? If you can see the one behind me, the metal uh blues uh third jersey from yeah. a while back. Yeah, and I've got a big huge blue note on the wall over here, which you can see on the on the Batley Sports Midwest commercial if you watch uh that. But um Check that out. Winter sign. Ooh. Winter classic from 2017. Blues for Hawks 1. It's got it's this the winter classic logo from when the blues hosted a bush. So it's a
2: nice that muddy... has nothing to do with this winter classic. So why are you showing us this? It,
0: it's a winter classic. There's a tie-in, Jeff. Come on, keep up. Oh,
2: I didn't get it. Okay, now yeah. I get it. Okay. <laughs> well, that's so, very, very cool. relevant.
0: I, I have yet to find a I got a Make room for it because it's super cool. So it's got to go Oh somewhere. That is
2: awesome. Abe, where does she get those things? That's that's fantastic.
0: I well, I I bought that one um online, uh, Facebook Blues group. The people were selling them, and there's a. I'll move my camera for a second. If you can see that big, huge metal Blue Note one right there, that one I bought for forty bucks, and it's big. It's heavy what? duty. Yeah, same same group. Same Facebook group. That was about eight years ago.
2: I got a nice wooden sign that uh, I, I'm not going to show you because it's not in sight distance here, but it's uh, I got to hang in right at the top of my basement, and it's a big blues logo, and it says Man Cave under it.
0: Mm, so that one's pretty nice, cool. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, well, you know, get yourself a metal <laughs> sign, Bill. You got a great hat, though. That's all I mean. You got a you wonderful I was I was going to wear my no that's not a toque. no that's a, this is a is lumberjack it? hat that's a pelt <laughs> a lumberjack yeah. hat yeah <laughs> that's like a wreck racco- that's like a, uh, a, fir, a you know the the, flaps. You know, the
1: the red flag like the the universal lumberjack color
0: pattern fargo
1: black and
0: fargo a lot. black
1: and red right right
0: right <laughs> I have a blues hat but like, like when Gear shoe goes Wayne.
1: out with a shovel and hits uh Carl Showalter over the head in Fargo.
0: <laughs> right. Yes. I have a blues um, hat like that, and I, and I could not, I was going to wear it and I could not find it. I don't know where it is.
2: That's, I got a Cardinals one like that, actually. A Cardinals uh, which one which like that? Which is awesome. Yeah. It was a giveaway one year. So, Man, for like it's October. Awesome. I you love can wear it.
0: it in the postseason.
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 It. It. I think they released it in like, it was like get, August. And I was like, yeah, it's a little weird of a, to have this in a giveaway for August, but, well,
0: but you get worked. to wear it I loved in the it. postseason. And can you imagine a team yep. like the Pittsburgh Pirates who never see the postseason giving away something like that? Hey, you can wear in the postseason, oh, which we'll never won't. be in. <laughs> they just don't yeah, Yeah,
2: it. right. It's too many jokes. <laughs> well, anyway, so Winter Classic. So let's, yes. let's go over this real quick. Where did you guys watch it this year?
0: I watched it in my home with my kids and in front can of a nice we... warm fire.
1: Nice. Yeah, I watched it um, in my basement uh, with uh, my dogs, and uh, yeah, uh, Julie was was out for a lot of the day, so um, yeah, just watched it and enjoyed it.
2: Cool. Yeah, I watched it. uh, My whole family actually went over to Crappy Goalie's house. Uh, We hung out with uh, the Crappy family, as I like to call them, and... uh, we had a great time. Uh, so he moved into a house right before COVID. I actually helped him move in, and I have not been there since he moved in. Like I haven't seen. It's just so funny because, like, last time I saw it, it was in shambles. You know, they're moving boxes in and furniture in, and then I'm like, "Hey, I finally get to come over to your house," and he's like, "Yeah." Two years after you moved me in, so, yeah. um, it was cool, you know. And then uh, I, I showed a, a picture online of uh, for Christmas. His daughter's a big hockey player and uh they set up uh, synthetic ice in the garage and it's a it's a shooting zone now like they're they're such awesome parents that they actually are like we'll just keep our cars outside in the winter who cares
0: oh that's I, and do they do they commute to work or are they working from home because if they got to go every morning
2: no they they, they drive good. every morning uh, yeah. i know that uh the crappy mom she or i guess crappy wife would make more sense uh crappy wife uh she works at like 6 a.m almost every morning so, so she's got so a brave you know dealing all with that, the ice on her shield and all that
0: all that for the for the hockey in the garage
2: yeah nice. which is awesome i mean very cool tell me that's not a hockey mom right there. that's
0: that's a hockey mom she's earned her stripes yep
2: that's, that's right dedication. No, so it it was, it was awesome. Um, my son had a great time just shooting. That's what we did at secondary mission. We went out and it was funny. Cause like, he did not want to go back in to watch the game. And I'm like, too bad. That's what we're here for. So uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, just a great game to watch. And uh, I know you guys, even though you were, you know, none of us really did anything too super special. We didn't go out somewhere to watch it. Still a very, very fun thing to watch, even with, you know, just your significant others and kids.
0: Uh, Ken Morris says, Bill looks cold. Is he relocating to Saskatoon, LOL? To that, I reply with, Where,
2: where the I hell know, is Saskahoo? Who?
0: This is a bumper Very sticker. Very nice. This was a bumper sticker that Schmeezings sold um, back when in the early 80s when the Blues were almost, almost moved to Saskatoon. Yeah. Mm. Where in the hell is Saskahoo? <laughs> mm. Uh, the Blues knocked off Minnesota Wild six to four in the two thousand twenty-two Winter Classic at Target Field in Minnesota. Uh, Braden Shen did not play in this game; he was a game day decision and did not dress. Jordan Kyrou sets the world, uh, the uh, Winter Classic record for most points in a game with four. Uh, the Blues pretty much dominated the first and, two periods of this and, game. And
2: let's not let's not overlook the fact that that was in one period. Yeah, right.
0: Right. Very yeah. impressive. Right. Yeah. Not even a full yeah, period. That's... This is what three quarters. Yeah, fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: right. At the, at one point, I think when he had three points, he had only played nine minutes and 28 seconds or something like that.
0: Yeah. That's how deep this it's team pretty ridiculous. is. ridiculous. He doesn't uh, play a ton. I mean, he plays enough, but he'd get more ice time on other teams that aren't quite as deep. Yeah. Um, the uh, lose dominated this game. In the first two periods, outscoring Minnesota six to two. The game was supposed to be played last season, but was canceled due to COVID and the season, uh, and the season itself being pretty messed up. Otherwise uh, the official temperature at puck drop was negative 5.7 degrees and it reached negative 10 later on in the game in the third period. Uh, the previous coldest game on record was the 2003 heritage classic between the Edmonton Oilers and Montreal Canadians at Commonwealth stadium in Edmonton on November 22nd, 2003, it was zero degrees for that game. Right.
1: The the first of the modern outdoor games if you exclude the uh, the stunt that they pulled at Caesars Palace back in the early 90s.
0: Right. Yep. Uh, between LA, who was the opponent against uh, LA? LA and uh,
1: It was the Oilers.
2: Rangers.
0: LA and the Oilers? Oilers? Okay.
2: Oh, it was the Oilers.
0: All
1: right. Or was and, it? it? It may have been the Rangers. Right. Jeff may be right. Let me look.
0: I just remember a big grasshopper problem during the game that <laughs> they mm-hmm. hadn't counted on.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Flying grasshoppers. Uh, yeah, Rangers and Kings. Okay. Rangers and Kings. Uh, Bennington had warm chicken broth in insulated water bottles and goal. Um, friend of the show, Luke Korak said some players had chicken broth in bottles on the bench as well. Uh, that was brilliant. I uh, I mean, yeah. obviously you're not going to just like squirt on your face <laughs> and on <down> your back, <laughs> but uh, <that'd> be <laughs> yeah. Right. I forget <laughs> just like, Oh yeah. yeah down your back. <laughs> <laughs> but that was brilliant because it's got some salt in there too, right? So you're like, I mean, you need some salt to replenish your. That's that's right. pretty brilliant, actually.
1: Yeah, replenish the electrolytes. Yeah, yeah. It's like Rondo. Well, and there was <laughs> uh,
0: stuff. Well, and there was
2: uh, there was word that came out uh, that the Packers had actually helped the Blues out with right. staying warm in right. these kind of temperatures, and you have to wonder if maybe that was a tip that was passed on to them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there was uh, one shot that they had. Um, I think it was Ryan Hartman uh, was trying to take a drink, and the water bottle that he grabbed was frozen. Yes. And so, yeah, he had to go on to the next one. A lot so, of fans, a lot yeah, of fan pictures
0: of uh, the other beers, other seats, and the cans of Bud Light, or whatever it is, frozen. Like bubble on the top, just kind of frozen. Yep. Yeah. So so cold. Yeah,
2: there there was a great picture. I think it was in the third period of somebody's. I think it was just a mixed drink they had. And it hit frozen. And it was funny, because sitting with my wife, she or I don't remember, somebody in our, that was in our party was like, why would you order a frozen drink? And I go, no, 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 I don't think they ordered that. I don't think
0: it was supposed to be ordered that way. Right. It's yeah. just been sitting out, and it's
2: going to freeze in weather like this.
0: I well, thought frozen drink might taste kind of warm in a weather like that.
1: There, there was somebody, um, somebody who posted a, a picture of, uh, or a video of him warming his hands on a cold beer because it was yeah. so cold. Yeah, that makes he sense. A, he had a surly furious, um, <laughs> you know, the native brew of Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, that, that was a smart move.
0: The Blues showed up to the stadium in shorts, sandals, and Hawaiian shirts, uh, which got a lot of play, uh, a lot of laughs. Uh, they had fun with it. But the thing with what it is, and I agree with Tory Krug, he was Krug, uh, he was quoted as saying, when you show up in bathing suits for a winter classic, you better win the game. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you can't show up acting overly loose and, and having a having fun and goofing off almost and then tanked on the ice. That would look bad. So yeah, yeah. you have to win. <laughs> they did. So
2: and what I love, and we talked about in the in the preseason, one of our preseason shows, you know, the uh the blues just seem to be having fun, especially coming back this year with Dennington going on the ice as a skater and the, the Ruby chalk outline, and we're still seeing it. You know, we're seeing the question of the day or whatever that is that comes out. Some of these, I think it's about once a week where social media posts that and we're seeing it now. And, but it's, it's, it's exactly what Krug said. You have to back that up. You can't just go out and have fun and then lose five, nothing. So the blues to come out with that kind of swagger. I love it. I love it.
0: Remember in uh, 2000, the blues uh, flopped against the sharks uh, when they won the president's trophy Um, and they, and Jamal Mayers and some other players like did some Mm -hmm. weird stuff with their eyebrows. They were like, right. They cut tiger stripes in the eyebrows. Yeah. Just kind of entering the series like overly loose and having too much fun and being ridiculous. And they flopped. And I look back on it thinking, yeah, their, their head wasn't in the game in the series. Not, not, I mean, not really, not entirely. And uh, so that could have been the play here, you know, if they'd flopped on the ice, like almost like Minnesota did. Minnesota looked terrible the first two periods. Um, but, you know, it all worked out, and uh, now it's the thing of legends. So it's, a, it's funny how it works out.
2: I wonder if we'll see this again sometime soon.
0: The, the, the beach wear?
2: The beach wear, yeah. Like for a cold game or, you, can't, you know, seeing no. where other teams take it.
0: Not for Not a while. That, you can't you can't copy it. You do something your own thing.
2: I don't you think maybe maybe you don't copy it, but maybe you replicate it in some way. You do something crazy. Well, they were
0: going to. to sh- you heard what Bennington said. They, he had a bunch of lumberjack shirts bought, right? And uh, and but they decided that you know they didn't want to do that. And then so he 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 said to the press, he goes, "So I got like thirty lumberjack shirts. If so, if anybody's a large and extra large, I got some extras." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this was the Blues' uh, second outdoor game. Both were winter classics, as opposed to the uh, outdoor series, or the stadium series. Uh, the first was held in 2017. The Blues beat the Blackhawks four to one in Bush Stadium in what many called the best winter classic presentation to date. Uh, which uh, I would, I would, you know, I'd argue that. I mean, I, you know, you watch them every year, and the Blues put on a great show. Um, right.
1: Hell, Mark Lazarus, the Blackhawks uh, reporter for. Um, the Athletic. He tweeted that the other day. Still think that you know the twenty seventeen presentation by the Blues is the best yet.
0: And a Blackhawks uh, reporter would know because he's been there so often for the his team. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. No kidding. <laughs> Home and away. Yeah. He's yeah. Playing. Right. Yeah. They, and they've won one. They've played in eight. Is that right? And they've won one. Something like that. Yep. Something yeah. Something like that. Man. They and they've won one time.
2: Yep. No, I, I, uh, I, and I loved, you go back and look at that and, and compare it to this year or the last Winter Classic. And yeah, it, I mean, it does. I, I loved a lot of the Minnesota atmosphere. Some of the open was fine. We'll get, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about the, uh, I don't know if we will or not. The puck drop ceremonies. Oh, that no, they had. I don't
0: have it down, but we can talk about I, that I was, it. Was that weird. was
2: so unorganized to me. It was so weird. It was like they didn't tell anybody like, hey, we're going to like go to this guy, then you, then you. Like, it just looked like nobody was ready. And whole, people yeah. were just shocked. Like, oh, oh, now, now we're doing our puck drop. Like, it was yeah. so weird. I just so, not a fan of the way they presented that.
0: The whole point of the puck, the ceremonial puck drop is to have a ceremonial puck drop and they would they would announce you know the 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 whoever they did like eight of them right or something like that and they would show who's doing the puck drop for on this sheet of ice on that sheet of ice because they had the smaller sheets of ice around uh the main the main ice sheet and uh but then they would go on to the next one and then the next one the next one and say who it is and sometimes they drop them sometimes they wouldn't while they're on camera and then they just and they didn't say okay let's drop the puck or whatever they didn't do any of that they just moved on to something else i'm like they didn't even show the main one it was so yeah. weird i it was, it was odd it was odd it was pretty unorganized nobody knew what they were doing well it seemed yeah, like the tv crew oh go ahead bill
1: i was just gonna say it was like it, it sounded like on the minnesota end you know that they didn't realize that jared spurgeon wasn't going to be in the lineup until Right, it, until that point, and they're like, uh, and uh, we need uh Minnesota native, uh, let's see who's here, uh, Alex Galagoski come out here, <laughs> yeah. right? It, it was just so weird. Yeah. Like, like you said, completely yeah, disorganized.
0: They did. Yeah, they that did. felt yeah.
2: weird. That felt yeah. really weird when, because I looked at him like, okay, that's not Spurgeon. And then I was like, oh, wait, he's not playing. And did they even say it was Galagoski? Yeah, they did. Over the broadcast? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I didn't I didn't hear it. I kept thinking, okay, who is that? And then finally I saw him skate away, and I was like, okay, that was Galagoski. But just weird. It was just such a weird presentation.
0: Ken, Ken Morris said, Pat Verbeek, in the outdoor Vegas game that we talked about earlier, claimed he is the only player in NHL history to be tripped by a grasshopper.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's that pretty good. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah, it was, it was just a weird, and then like, uh, the, the TV crew seemed like it was off too, because like, and I know these kind of things will happen in live TV, but they cut to, uh, I think it was an old, I can't remember. I think it was a golden gopher's coach. Uh, he was with, uh, Miko Koivu and, uh, was it Wes walls? Who was he with? He was with another Minnesota wild player. And when they cut to the old coach, which I didn't recognize him, they had it listed as Miko Koivu. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, my God, Miko Koivu has not aged well. This guy was, like, in his (laughs) 70s. I'm like, that's not Miko Koivu. And it took him a while to, like, pan over and show actually Miko Koivu. I'm like, does anybody know what's going on right
1: now? Right, it was (laughs) Lou Nanny, right? It was... That's right. They were showing, yeah. That
0: that (laughs) was... Yeah. I it was it was so unorganized. Um so off to a poor start uh on the broadcast <laughs> as yep. far as their presentation goes. Um
2: and if anyone listening live right now was at the game or you know maybe even knows somebody who was at the game any kind of feedback you have I mean I I've heard from friends I have one friend that went and he he said you know just obviously greatest time of his life he didn't go to the 17 classic Said everything in the arena was great. But as far as the broadcast goes, didn't get off to a good start.
0: No. Uh, the Minnesota Wild uh, hosted a stadium series game back in 2016 versus the Chicago Blackhawks at TCF Bank Stadium. The Wild won that game 6-1 to because the Hawks don't win these things. Um, they can't beat anyone in an outdoor game, and they've played in a lot of them. And hell, they they can't even beat anybody in an indoor game nowadays. That's so. right. <laughs> you hate uh, T- to see it. They hate to see it. TNT had acquired the rights to the U.S. television broadcast back in April. ESPN-ABC had a full slate of college football bowl games on New Year's Day and was unable to accommodate the winner Classic. Um, So that's why it was on TNT. I was wondering why it was on TNT at first, and that's why. So.
2: I think I like it better on TNT because I like the TNT panel better.
0: Oh, yeah. that I mean, I wonder if they would have – I guess they wouldn't have been on – if it was on ESPN or ABC. Right. But. That was have right. Had yeah, all those guys not know?
1: Yeah, they're they're not part of the same media group. It was, yeah. it, I mean, it would be awesome, but uh, you know, and I I think you know I, I think uh, you know we're we're used to Kenny Albert, right? Kenny Albert's called a couple of pretty big blues games in the last couple of years, um, and uh, you know, he, I, uh, he felt he felt kind of I don't know stale or something during this game, like uh, on Perron's goal. Right. Just caught him by complete surprise.
0: Well and, it was yeah, you know, but I, yeah. I mean it was a I don't know.
1: I I, I think I would've liked Butch for that.
0: Mm. I'll disagree. I don't know. I mean I, I there I think I think Albert was the safe choice for this. Yeah. Yeah. But um not only did the Blues win the game on the scoreboard, but they won all the important the all important jersey battle too. Uh, once oh, again, hell yeah. trotting out the best winter classic sweaters uh, ever. Uh, you could argue that the Blues have the t- best two winter classic sweaters ever. Uh, they're classic blue ones from 17 and uh, they're complimentary off whites from uh, this season. So things of beauty. Right.
1: How many tweets did you see during the game that people, you know, non-Blues fans? Um, I, I think uh, Ryan Lambert comes to mind, calling for the, you know, the jerseys to be the permanent jerseys, right? Get rid of the the regular home and away in favor of the Winter Classics.
0: We said that. We said that after 17, when we had, we saw the blue ones, we're like, oh, make these the home jerseys, or the away, or however you want to do it, and bring a white version and make that the home, make the and have those two. That right, and that's that, basically like,
1: what they've done.
0: Yes. Yes. And it's almost like the long play, right? So they, in 17, it's all set up. <laughs> we'll have the, we'll have the, the, the blue one for the home game. And then if we get an away game, we'll have white ones. And then a year or two later, we'll switch out and we'll have these both. It's just, it's set up for that. Right. I, I Do you I, think I, they're going to do it? I think they will. And I think they'll, they may switch it from the cream off white to white. Mm-hmm. um right uh, and then but i think they if they don't i think they should i'll say that they i don't should. think they will. whether they do or not yeah. i don't know i think they should because it's such a better look and not not right, right. away yeah. i bet they'll do it and maybe if they do it it won't be next year it'll be like the year after
1: There, there were minor tweaks to the the previous Winter Classic jersey before it became the Mm -hmm. um, the third, right? So I, I, I think right, and and I think that making it a pure white jersey. You know that that popped in the outdoor game, but you know it's off white is is not so great during an arena game presentation. Um, I think you you do that maybe maybe tweak the lines on the uh, the shoulders a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think you're good. Maybe bring them down a hair. I don't know. Or yeah. Round them off, maybe.
1: I think round them off.
0: Yeah, I think round them off because uh, they do look like they kind of stopped, just cut short. I think that's the only. Yeah my only suggestion, maybe to, to, to round those off. That's, that's it. Which is, which would dream fellas. I think they should do it. It I don't think
2: they will, because I think, I think basically right now you have, first of all, let's hope they've done away with the retro and reverse retro bullshit. Let's hope those are done. Now you've got four jerseys. And I think what you do is, And this is, I think this is what they're going to do. They're going to keep their home and away. They are now. And then on Saturdays, because that's what they've been doing, follow the Cardinals route, Saturday home games, they've been wearing the, the winter classic blues. I think on Saturday away games, now they start wearing the winter classic whites. And I think that's the way to do it in terms of a marketing perspective because that way they can still sell all four jerseys. And you know the crazy fans like us and and number of other people are gonna
0: say, Yeah, I kinda want one of every jersey. How how long have they had these but I mean they can still sell the jerseys? How how long have they had these jerseys? So when did they switch to these jerseys? They switched to them after the, the piping, the yellow piping. The white
1: the yellow yeah. pipe. It's
0: been it's been twelve years or so. Something like
1: that. Yeah, that that was years? done away like with and Oh uh, nine, I
0: think so, so yeah I, I mean no, right. it
2: wasn't 09 it was when Paul Stasty signed here when was that 2014
0: was it that was recent? It? no
1: it well no I, I guess he's was right because Tarasenko's, Tarasenko's first game was in the in the uh the piping jersey
0: you're right yeah so, and so,
2: yeah. Stasty's the one that unveiled it at that uh that icebreaker event okay so that would have been so, fourteen, fifteen.
0: Okay, so yeah. we've had these for about seven years. So, like I said, in a couple of years, I think once it gets to ten years, I think it switch. It's been a while. Maybe yeah. we'll and see. I mean, they don't—they won't keep them forever. Um, I think in a couple of years, I think they—I switch. I think they do.
2: I don't know. We'll see.
0: If they don't, I'll say this: they sh- i I'm not going to try and predict what they do. That's weird. But I—I I think th- I—I'd love to see them do it. I think it's a. These are these are. These look so good, and I think that they would go over really well. And it's a it's it's a natural change. You've got them both in the in the shoot. You know, in a couple of years make the change. Um, uh, let's see. First period, of this Blues game. Uh, Perron scores. What was it? Five and a half remaining in the first period uh, to get the well, Blues. Well, let's,
2: let's, before we get into the goal, the Blues came out with fire. They, they looked. Early on, they were the better team. So we talk about them coming out with the beach wear and, you know, obviously winning the Jersey it- battle. I don't think anybody would argue that. Um, they came out and they proved that we are the number one team in the central division. We're the best. We, you need to step up your game to beat us. They look great. Yeah. Bennington had swagger to start the game. And the Blues just, the, the offense was just, Nonstop. They just kept coming at him. And uh you knew eventually they were gonna get the
0: the, the first goal. You're hoping. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, they, it, it they did feel great.
2: like one of those games where the blues were gonna dominate and then there was gonna be one weird fluky shot that went in past Punnington, but luckily no, that didn't happen. But it did happen. <laughs> but we well, scored first. But they scored, we scored. First, yeah. Blue scored first. Yeah.
1: Blues scored first. No, it it totally felt that way. It totally felt like you know the the Blues had the had you know a, a very strong start and something weird was going to happen. And then the rest of the game, it was you know yeah the Blues scored first, but how many weird goals in this game?
0: Just yeah. well, I know how until the Wilds scored their third goal, they hadn't actually shot the puck into the net, uh, their own right. uh, the Blues net. The, they Right. <laughs> So I mean that uh, was it six seven eight eight goals have been scored and they hadn't straight put one in their own uh, in the Blues net yet. They uh, they put one in their own net and uh, both of their for first two goals uh, against the Blues, one went off Mikola was a centering pass and Mikola kicked in, and then uh, the second one was that what goofy ass uh, uh, pass in front went off Prunovich's stick up off, the, yeah. up, off the side of a. Uh, Glenn Hall couldn't make the save on the side of uh, Bennington's mask. <laughs> uh, right. If it was Glenn the
1: Hall. other side, Lee, you would have made the save. <laughs> right. Right, right, right.
0: Lee U makes that save if it's on the right side. <laughs>
1: yep. Uh, uh, so, T. Welcher,
2: 15, who's uh, Thomas Welcher over at um, uh, Locked In Blues Podcast. On, Locked uh, on Blues. Lo- I'm sorry, Locked On Blues Podcast. Check them out. Another uh, part Locked of the of. Blues Podcast That's brethren.
0: Bro. Locked of blues.
2: Locked of is another Locked show. Locked or blues. Locked of. Locked on blues. Locked or blues, that's another one too. Uh that's 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 the off of the show. I don't
0: know. How many <laughs> how many prepositions we got?
2: Locked, is. Locked on.
0: Locked is blues. Locked on. Locked is blues. 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 Uh,
2: Locked Up
1: Blues featuring
2: Mike Danton. <laughs> Locked Up Blues. There you yeah, go. Yeah, that's Mike Danton and Rob Ramage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, too oh. soon. Too right. soon. Oh,
2: no, it's not too soon. You,
0: you feel bad for Ramage. You don't feel bad for Danton.
2: Eh, you feel I mean, bad for Danton? You don't feel bad for Danton?
0: I do not feel bad for Danton. Well, okay, I feel bad that well, he was he manipulated. I, I get it, but, but he still hired somebody to kill somebody else. Uh, I know uh, uh, Ramage killed his best, one of his best friends. I know it was know. a mistake on accident. So.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> Two <T-Welcher> ultra 15. Ha <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think he liked our preposition talk, uh, but to get to his original comment, thought the ice in the first period hindered both teams. Not sure if they just adjusted or fixed the surface with the Zamboni, but the puck was bouncing all over the place in the first. And that brings me to a question. I wanted to ask you guys because I think, I think the blue, I think both teams did adjust. I don't think it was a, a matter of the ice getting better. I think teams, they just both, you know, these guys are so good on their feet. They're used to dealing with bad ice here and there. I think they just well, adjusted. Peron, Feel free to.
0: You know, it's funny that Pron said the ice was great. Uh, after, was it after the first period? As he was leaving the ice? Was Perron. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, had, he did say yeah. the ice was really good, which I was wondering about because they, were, they had questions of whether the, the extreme cold would make the ice brittle. And then there was, I don't know if this was actually true, but they said the NHL was actually warming the ice. Yeah. Uh, maybe, and maybe it was, you know, but they, they ran sure the, they the, 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 the cooling uh, pipes that they'd run under the ice normally was probably maybe water that was warmer than usual. I don't know, but
2: yeah, it was, uh, yeah. they had to heat it because uh, the problem you run with, with ice, that, that thin um, in such a cold temperature is that it'll crack, mm. it'll crack more. So you have to heat it a little bit so that way it it's it's weird the science behind it. But But it's
0: because I was like the, the 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 game I turned to my daughter and I said, This game just sounds cold. You know, the the the, <laughs> the pucks hitting these sticks and the boards, it just sounds cold. Everything sounded it didn't- hard. <laughs>
2: It, and yeah, it wasn't that. like a pop—the pop that you usually hear when, yeah. like, there's a pass tape to tape. It was more of a crack.
0: Of a, yes, like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> right what I was <laughs> yeah, it just sounded cool yeah. like, Oh man, it just sounds miserable out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, but, maybe but maybe I want... Perron's not the guy to ask though, too, because he's the guy that grew up playing outdoor rinks and come back. That's right, right. Yeah, that's right. So he's he's used to that brutal stuff. Um, yep.
0: Yeah. Tarasenko said he was used to it too, well, because he, I mean, growing up. He'd play in the morning in Russia. They said it was, it was like playing cold. in
2: Siberia.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. So let me
2: ask you guys. Uh. Just in terms of of these weird, wacky goals that kind of uh, went in off defenders. When, you know, I think a lot of it is just you know it's hockey. This kind of thing happens, but it did. It did seem to happen a lot in this game, and we've seen it in other Winter Classic games. Do you think players are just? It, it's just a different feel when they're on an outdoor rink and they just do either maybe overcompensating for some issues they're feeling, or uh, maybe they're thinking they have to play the puck differently because it's outdoors and the weather's different. Uh, do you think there's anything to that with these guys, you know, having some weird goals go
1: against them?
0: I don't know. It's yeah. hard to say, I mean, but...
1: it, it could be literal brain freeze. I mean, it is, it is fucking cold out there. Um, But no, I I mean, I think you have to you have to try to compensate for, you know, for one, keeping yourself warm and you're probably going to play a little tighter than you usually do. Um, But, you know, it's going to be an adjustment. I mean, the lighting is going to be different. I I don't think both teams had a chance to play under the lights during practice leading up to it. you know, and I I think there are a lot of adjustments that you're going to make in game, and you know, it just it turned out to be a very fluky and, one.
0: Yeah, and I, and a couple of the goals that went in, like the one off Mikola and the one off uh, pretty much stick off the side of Bennington's head. I I'm not sure how I'd attribute that to playing outdoors. It just seems, it just right. seems. I mean, fluky goals happen all the time in the NHL anyway. So I I mean, it just I I I'm not sure I see a correlation with the goals scored in this game necessarily.
1: Right, and Kyrou's okay, Kyrou's goal, uh, and uh, where Hartman scored for the Blues, and you know, yeah, Hartman's goal that Mikulasko scored for the Blues, yeah, the, totally, totally the same play. You're just trying to cut the puck off in front of the goalie, and you put it into your own net.
0: Perron gets his eighth of the uh, the season in the first period. Uh, five and a half left. Uh, O'Reilly takes a shot, deflects to Perron, who takes a quick shot. And it just goes in before uh, Talbot can get over who was reacting to the initial shot. Just a bad break against Talbot. Um, and then, uh, you, know, Capri-
2: you know what I love most about the outdoor games, I think is, is the sidelines that they've figured it out a little bit. I think on, on live TV, it looks a lot better than it used to. Um, but the sounds, I feel like you hear the players better because you don't have the fans right up against the glass. You don't, mm-hmm have the the audio just piping through on a tiny rink it's you hear so like when perron scores you just hear the whole blues team just woo.
0: it's like a yeah it's like a it's it's like like a pickup game it's like a a a hybrid between no fans in the stands and having fans in the stands you you get the crowd noise but it's not right on top of the mics yeah i get that yeah uh Kaprizov scores 25 seconds after Peron scores so the the one nothing lead was short lived um lucky bounce we talked about it uh he goes to the corner throws it in front uh Mikola is trying to block the pass goes off his leg and in. it's just bad break um Blues were killing Krabbe Minnesota Goli
2: pointed out uh Crebbidge pointed out on this goal I don't remember who it was that Kaprizov was trying to to pass it to but if Nikola just lets that pass go that's right on the tape, yeah. and that guy's banging home uh, a, a, a the shot it's, right there with an empty net. Right. Uh, it's just a bad break. There's no way Bennington gets across. It's a great play by Capri, 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 la, 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 la. Capri, Capri Sun.
0: Capri Sun. Capri Sun. Capri Sun. Got it. My my daughter um, called him Capri Sun during the game.
1: That's nice. Right. That's Julie awesome. said the same thing. Yeah. Are they saying just, Capri Sun? What? Nice. Might
0: as well.
2: No, it's a a great play by him, heads-up play, and and I appreciate Mikola. The only issue he did was that he had his skates angled towards the net, but when you're skating back and trying to block that pass, it's hard to angle your skates any different. So, it's you know, a lot of people, I think, were kind of uh, upset a little with Mikola putting in his own net, but that puck's going in the net anyway.
0: He didn't. It's not like he slid on his belly and the puck hit him and, and he carried the puck in the net, his whole body you know that's it was a this is a bad bounce um it happens uh blues were owning minnesota uh at this point 1 to 1 at the end of one period uh outshoot them 14 to 6 in the first uh the blues killed off both penalties so minnesota had minnesota had two power plays uh and the entire first period got six shots in you know in their their home state uh and that's uh, the blues killed them and the second period the blues got the results from that play. And well, they... you,
2: sorry, I'm going to interrupt again, but because um, this is what I do, right? Uh, they said how many penalty minutes Bennington has this season. I was shocked. Yeah. Um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to find it, but I. He has I like 20 minutes, uh, is it 20 minutes, something like it's that. It's like 19 minutes, I think. Yeah. I can't yeah. seem to find. Um, let me look it up on NHL.com. It doesn't just have it in his normal stat line, but yeah, and I think it's because he had a misconduct
1: before. Right. Right. The, he a wasn't it the stick swing incident? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that that's gonna bump up anyone's minutes. But to hear that a goalie has that many penalty minutes and that many more than probably fifty, sixty percent of the rest of the roster, it's uh it's pretty comical.
0: Keith Price says in the YouTube chat the outdoor games appear slow. This one appeared really slow due to the extreme cold. I like it. I feel it helps non regular hockey fans follow the game. Just a random thought. That's interesting. Um, It did. I mean, I get it. It seemed a little slow. I thought um, puck handling the puck was a little harder to handle. Um, They were saying that they were saying the pucks were kept at a good temperature. Um, And like I said, Perron said the ice was good. So, I mean, I, I thought for a second, the ice might be an issue, but it apparently wasn't Um,
1: right. The, the pucks, the pucks in the ice are, you can control that temperature. It's harder to control the temperature of the sticks. Right. Because yep. players are gonna keep the same stick and those things, especially the one piece composites, those are gonna get cold. I was
0: wondering about yep. that because I, I've never That's... played in that low a temperature with a with a one piece. I have a couple one pieces and I I've never played in that cold a temperature. Um I, I, have, I have played outside in the I've... cold, but it, and it and it does affect your stick quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. it doesn't feel the same at all. So maybe the sticks were stiffer and it just didn't feel right
2: a couple years ago we played in a pond in st charles um i think it was negative 4 out and after about 30 minutes i could just feel my stick like i couldn't really feel the puck on my stick anymore like i i had to keep keep glancing down more at my feet to make sure the puck was still there you just don't feel it like you normally do and i think that's more of a problem with the stick than it is with the pucks
0: well on the go and, and- Typically, goalies in cold, cold weather, its the issue is your feet, your toes, and your ears. Mm-hmm. That's what yep. the problem is. So, And Bennington said that's uh, what he the, was focusing on.
2: By the way, Bennington, 14 penalty minutes this year. He okay. leads all goalies. <laughs> Robin later, number two at 10.
0: Where's the press for him? Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Blue scored five goals in the second period, setting a Winter Classic record for goals in a period. Kairu gets his first of the game when he centers the puck, and uh, Bouchard redirected it past Talbot, we talked about briefly in front. Uh, so we're even at this point with uh, own goals. Uh, Mikula puts one in, Bouchard puts one in. Okay, we're even. Blues are up two to one. uh, Tarasenko scores as the Blues enter the zone. A rare goal for Tarasenko, a one timer. You don't see him score this many. He didn't get all of it, it fluttered, but it goes in, it finds its way past Talbot. So uh, another assist from Kairu here.
2: Um, um. You're you're you have a comment here in the notes that I want to read because I think it's it's important. So I want to say these are out of Kurt's Kurt's fingers, not my mouth.
0: OK, uh, so what, what I fuck up here, get
2: no, 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 no. That's yeah. a good thing. <laughs> uh, get the goalie moving and get the shot off quick. Holes will open when you do that. Oh. So, yeah, maybe Tarasenko doesn't get the whole shot. Right. But the fact that you're getting the goalie and, and Bill can speak to this, you get it moving side to side. And especially in and maybe the cold weather affects it, too. You're going to. You're going to open up more holes because he's not just standing square, you know, ready for the shot. Mm -hmm. He's moving, and you're going to get more holes by doing that. So even if it's a fluttering shot, there's a good chance you're going to open up a hole and have a
1: good scoring chance. Now, look where Talbot wound up after this goal. It was like classic Jake Allen slid. He was in the trapezoid (laughs) at the end of this play. So, it, it it I think he was off his game. He did not have a good game at all. Um, you know, Bennington didn't have to have a good game. You know, and, and that was you know one of the things that the uh, TNT announcers uh, joked about was that maybe that was the Wild's uh, approach in the first period is to freeze Bennington out
0: <laughs> you're doing, and to you're just not get him any work. Yeah.
1: But, uh, but, uh, no, Talbot, Talbot, I think, you know, all around had a bad game. Um, just from his positioning and his anticipation to his toque being poorly fitted to yeah, his
0: home. Yeah, that was bad.
1: That looked awful. <laughs> I yeah. mean, Jose Theodore was crying somewhere in Montreal. So, it was so bad.
0: Being a forward, uh, that's like, it's like forward, like, uh, offense 101 you know, you, 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 on a two, one, you pass across, get the one, put it, put it in a shot in a, in a spot where your, your, your partner on the two on one can get a one timer off. Put it in a good spot because if you pass across one timer, the goalie sliding across, get a holes to open up uh your chances of scoring, go up. So, and that's just like, that's offense one-on-one. And you, and you see it all the time mm-hmm. when goalies slide, and I'm sure, I'm sure it's one of those things that Bill can attest that goalies, they try to, I mean, it's just going to, it's going to happen. You can't help it you're stretching out, right? Um, holes open up, but you, you're, you're, you know that holes are going to open up as a goalie. So you try and right. reduce that as much as you can, but with all, with, while also stretching out to, you know, throw your blocker out or to slide across and opens the five hole up or whatever. So it's, it's, uh, it's tough for a goalie. Um, if you, if you let him move across and get set, then your options uh, reduce. So, and that's why, you know, and it's almost shocking that Tarasenko has actually scored as many goals as he has, because he's not a one timer guy. Um, he dusts the puck off. He he'll he'll receive the puck, dust it off, forehand backhand, and then corral it and then shoot, uh, which gives the goalie time to set. Um, but his wrist shot is just so good. That, I was going to uh, say that's yeah, he can pick corners. That's where but, you have
2: to give him credit.
0: Right. That's what I'm saying. he. he I mean, it's 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 impressive. That he can still score because he's not an Ovechkin-like player. He doesn't have that that quick one-time release that Ovechkin does. It's crazy. Um, so, and goalies have time to get set.
2: You mentioned it that he doesn't take a lot of one-timers. Have you guys noticed? I feel like we're seeing him at least attempt one-timers a yeah. lot more. A few times he's got, season.
0: he's got like three this year. I think it makes
2: you wonder if he if that was something he focused on in his rehab. Was I've was got it, to be able to get the puck off faster?
0: Wasn't it like the first one of his first two or three goals this season, or was uh, he it was a really impressive one timer? Um uh, Upper upper glove, I believe it was, just zipped under the bar. It was real early in the season. One of his first goals, and we're like, "Wow, his shoulders looks great <laughs> with that shot."
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it's, you know, one-timers are are something that, you know, come with confidence and he is playing with the most confidence that we've ever seen him play with, right? And he's, he's not afraid to let a shot go and, you know, doesn't try to overhandle it. And that's, that's a great thing. I think why our power play has been so effective is people aren't overhandling the puck. Right, we're we're finally beyond the Alex Petrangelo stick handle across the blue line as much as you can, and wait for somebody to get open and get poke checked. We're past that, and players are are moving the puck around. When this power play is effective, that's what you're seeing, you, right? You're yeah. you're seeing it go side to side. You know the the per, person at the point's not holding it too long, and they're looking to set up somebody. Mm-hmm. And if they don't have it right away, they move it.
0: I still think they pass the puck too much, um, pass up some shots. They could, I mean, it's hard to argue the results cause they're scoring some goals, but, uh, man, they're, they, they do pass up some chances to, uh, to make that extra right. pass, but.
1: Right. Well, it, I, I think that, you know, two guys on this team that are most guilty of that are Bruce damage and Thomas. Yes, right?
0: exactly. Yeah. But Thomas, Thomas, you almost give a pass to, uh, no pun. But uh, be, just because that's his game, he does not shoot hardly ever. Right. Um, and Bushnevich is like, man, we we you're on this team to score some goals, so let's uh, let's fire that puck. You've got, I mean, he's he's fit in this team, great. But I I think you know you just see him pass up some chances, like glorious chances, and it's like, dude, take that shot, that's yours. Yeah. So, uh, Barbashev scored on the power play after uh, an X for the Blues after camping out in the slot. Speaking of Bushnevich, um, he fed Kairou who shot uh, from the left faceoff dot, and Talbot made the save. And Barbashev wasn't boxed out and just slammed it home in, in the center. Barbashev is quietly having a great season. Already has a career oh high in my points, twenty seven points already, twelve goals, fifteen assists in thirty two games. His previous high was twenty six points in sixty nine games in nineteen twenty. Uh, he's on pace for about seventy points in a full eighty two game season this year. Most underrated player on the Blues? Question mark.
1: Uh, Most underrated listening. player in the league? Question mark. Maybe. I'm gonna
2: give them credit. Uh Thomas Welch. Again, you uh, can follow him on Twitter at T Welcher15, W E L C H E R. Uh he uh he listed uh people that our barbershop has more points than this season. Matthew Kachuk, Brady hmm. Kachuk, Patrick Kane, Patrice Bergeron, David Posternock, and Mitch Marner. That's yeah. an impressive list. Well, he has more points than all of them.
0: Look at, I'm pretty I didn't look at the ice time, but he's probably got less ice time too than all those guys.
2: I'm sure he is, and I think some of those guys are out with COVID, but so was Barbashev. Right. So he's, you know, yeah, he's missed. I mean, uh, it's impressive the year he's having.
0: He's, uh, he's only missed, was it one game? Because he's played, he's played in 32, and uh, the Blues have played 33 games, so he missed one. According to this, um, yeah, I think he is extremely underrated. Uh, he's, I mean, seventy-point season. I mean, that's good. That'd be good for what was it? uh Second on the team behind O'Reilly the last full NHL season over a full. There, no, seventy points would be. O'Reilly had in the in the Cup season he had seventy-seven points, led the team. So Barbashev would have. Well, let's and,
2: remember, Barbashev is still considered young. He's twenty-six. Uh, that means he's about to enter his prime. So we may not have even seen the best of Barbashev yet.
0: He's got, he had in that season, the cup season, when uh, O'Reilly had 77, Barbashev had 26 points in 80 games. So he's, it's come a long way. He's, this is breakout season so far. So hopefully it's not a hot streak that's going to fizzle out. Hopefully he, uh, it, it carries and that's who he is. But man, cause he's a third line guy. So it's uh man, that's a 70 points. If he can if he can maintain that, it's a big if. Seventy points for a third liner? Second, third liner? Hell, fourth line time too. Oh yeah. So it's four to one at this point. And I'm thinking, game's over, right? There's like five minutes to go in the third in the second period. Uh Minnesota looks awful. The blues are looking good. You know, game over. And Kairou scores again. Uh, After a nice give and go with Thomas buries a shot uh, upper glove on Talbot to make it five to one look like Kairou wanted to pass this puck. It was like, he, uh, he just comes in and and it didn't look like he was normally set to shoot. Look, he was looking for a pass and then just lets a quick shot go. And he just zipped it. I mean, perfectly placed. And that's,
2: that's what a good player does because maybe he was thinking pass, but the fact that he's able to make that decision so quick and, and maybe he was thinking shot the whole way too. I mean, he's a crafty guy. To be able to sell that and then get the shot off, eh, just,
1: I mean, that's elite level stuff. Well, he did. He did think pass first. He gave it to Thomas, who gave it right back to him. <laughs> Which is what and Thomas does. Completely that was the crazy thing. They completely backed off of Kyra the second he gave the puck up to Thomas, and he got that extra space. It, yeah. it, I mean, Minnesota for was a guy who had put up three points at that point already, why are you not marking the guy who's got the hot hand?
0: Minnesota backed in backed in the zone they didn't they, they didn't box out in front they they were they were terrible in this game I mean this this is a team I mean Minnesota had lost four straight coming in they've lost five straight now um they hadn't played since December 19th I think it was so it's been a while yeah that's right yeah um so yeah they hadn't played a while but they've lost they they're I think and I I, I, I said this earlier I, th- I thought Minnesota's overachieving they're probably coming back down to earth now they've Lost five straight. I don't. They didn't think they were as good as what how they were playing. But uh, we'll. I mean, we'll see. They turn it around. But and they haven't had a ton of COVID issues during their losing streak. You now they had some out for the Winter Classic. Um, but you know uh, Minnesota did score a goal to try and save some face. Uh, Rem Pitlick scored a rather fluky goal again. We talked about it off of uh, uh, Prunovich's stick on a kind of a wraparound play, a uh, pass in front, a uh, try. Uh, off the side of off of the stick up in the air off the side of <laughs> Bennington's mask uh, that goes and, in and that Who was, was
1: actually the lewd side of the mask so God we were damn it, earlier
0: no it was hall that was hall
1: the left no, side was hall weird on the left side also you sure? right
0: you're sure yep i think I, sure. sh- I thought they i thought they on tv okay i'm going to trust bill over you Sorry, all right Kurt. all right i i i'm going to i'm going to call shenanigans
1: I've I've obsessed over that mask, okay. so right. um, right. I am reason. so confident that I'm probably wrong.
0: Okay, <laughs> Jeff, you need to pull. I'm it trying up. to look now.
2: All I'm right. looking up now.
0: So after Pitlick scores the goofy goal, um, still not done. Uh, Tory Krug scores a goal that I thought looked. I thought Talbot looked. This is the worst goal Talbot gave up. I mean, he saw it. It wasn't screened. It just beat him. Just didn't look good. Like he was giving up in the game almost. Um, simple pass from Barbashev to Krug in the high slot. Let's rush go. It Beast table clean. Um, I laughed after okay. this goal. I was like, "Jesus." Bill was on. right. Okay. Really? Yeah. <laughs> looking at it, yeah. Leeds right. on the left side. All right. Good. Good on you, Bill. I was wrong. Uh, so that's a 41 seconds to go is when Krug scored and it gave the Blues their four goal lead back, six of two, going into the third. Table was pulled. Uh Capo Kakinen gets in. Uh my daughter thought that name was hilarious. Um <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota did score two goals in the third period to kind of make it close. They got within two about five plus to left, pulled their goalie for the remaining five plus minutes. Uh lose couldn't score. Game in six to four. Uh
2: I, I thought it was funny how they pulled the goalie left with like eight minutes left because they got that um the the power play. Yeah. And right. I, I I just felt like, and again, I you know I know Minnes—I'm not trying to rag on Minnesota. They ended up scoring a goal there, which you know, good for them. But, um, they just look so unorganized. Um, with the extra man, they they just didn't look like you know. You see teams; you could tell they practice it. You know, the Blues lately have been great with the extra man. But you look at really any team when they have the extra man out there, and they've got the other team hemmed in. They're They're trying to make a set play. There's a play that they've worked on that they want to try and get the goal. I didn't feel that way with Minnesota. They looked like they were just like, okay, who's open? Who's open? Okay, give it to him. Okay, okay, who's open? Who's open? Give it to him. I just didn't feel like there was any kind of set for them to try and create some play for them to get a goal. And, you know, for them, it's got to be get the puck to Kaprizov, right? And I just never felt like that was really their intention the whole time.
0: They didn't have the puck long enough to do much of anything with well, it. They 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 have it and they'd cough it up. I didn't uh Yep. Like I said, I mean Minnesota, I mean to oversimplify it, I thought Minnesota just looked terrible. They they didn't have any they did. continuity. They didn't have any flow to their game. They were just they couldn't get anything to work. The blues were all over them Um and not and not that the blues were just swarming, you know, like they were dominating, but the you know, it was Minnesota's poor play combined and then allowed the blues to just do all kinds of stuff. Um so yeah, Blues were are two nothing in Winter Classics now. They uh, they do have the record for most goals scored in a period with five. Kyrie set the record for most points in a uh, Winter Classic game of four. The Blues have outscored their opponents in Winter Classics ten to five. Uh, but more importantly, lost in all the hoopla that is surrounding the outdoor game was this game was a big divisional game. Um, it was a battle for first place. Uh, Minnesota was trailing the Blues by one one point, and the Blues now have a three point lead in Minnesota. Minnesota does have two games in hand, so that made that game. Important because if Minnesota does win those two games in hand, then they, they only jump back ahead of those by one. So um big regulation win too. Not to let the, not to take it overtime or anything like that. Which yeah, I- I'll
2: admit, like I you know, we talked about last week, uh well, a couple days ago with the Edmonton game, that we never really felt nervous that the defense played so well. And it wasn't that Minnesota was playing that well, but I just felt like late in the game the Blues were just like, Okay, we gotta get out of here. Like let's Let's close this game out. Get on the plane, go home. Like, and and there was just a couple chances that Minnesota got late. And I thought, my God, if this game goes into overtime, tied six six, fuck, that I, sucks.
0: Yeah, I wasn't too yeah. concerned about it, but uh, you know they they did make it interesting. They made it where they pulled their goalie within a, you know, got a, got it within two goals. So um, I guess they saved some face late. On the you know box yeah. score didn't look terrible.
2: No, Bucks were not look terrible, I, but at the end of the day, the Blues dominated.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I I will say that the the stretch run there, the the last five minutes, uh, well, the last from five minutes to about the minute mark, uh, was uh, 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 there was some sphincter clinching going on uh, <laughs> in my household at least. It just it felt like you know things were starting to slip, but they prevailed. Sphincter
2: clinchers isn't that the name of your bowling team?
1: <laughs> um,
0: okay. the three-fingered sphincter clenchers that's hard to say <laughs> holy shit <laughs> that's a genius name Kirk. i like it <laughs> <laughs> well you said bowling and three fingers right uh we're going to talk about the uh the blues custom jersey fiasco that uh was all over social media and actually affected uh mr bill day <laughs> uh after this uh word from our friends at center Sunrise Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers, such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale Series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penley box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a blues game or any game. Visit centerizedbrewery.com today to schedule a no contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Centerized Brewery, let's go blues. Please drink responsibly. This was a a complaint from a number of people uh, on social media that months ago people ordered. Custom Winter Classic jerseys to have for this game. Either they were going to the game or they wanted to have it by today's date, and they ordered them. You know, 15 weeks ago. Some people said uh, at STL just to get a custom number and letter. You know, a different player that they didn't have. Like there was what three players available? That was like it, a it from... was
1: O'Reilly, Biddington, and uh, Tarasenko were okay. the ones that they have available. And you could buy it off the shop. shelf.
0: Yeah. Right. So if you wanted something different than those three, you had to custom order it and they could, they would make it and then you'd get it. And, uh, like nobody was getting their custom jerseys or, or few, I mean, they're so backlogged apparently that, I mean, I don't, I mean, it shouldn't take 15 weeks to get a custom jersey from anybody. And Bill, you had an experience, Julie got you a jersey that, uh, you did not, you have not received yet. Right.
1: Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, she ordered um a lot later than a lot of people. I saw people um who had said they ordered when they went on sale, which I think was like September 11th. Um, that still hadn't gotten theirs. Um, I think uh, Katie Feldmeyer, um, who's very popular on Blues Twitter, I see her you know in in all my feeds. Yep. Um, she was tweeting about how she got hers, um, but her ticket rep had to deliver it before they got on the plane um so i think the day that they were leaving or the day before she finally got hers and she ordered the day they went on sale um so julie ordered mine um i wanted a perron and uh, it was going to be a christmas gift um she ordered mine um towards the end of october um i ordered her a bennington one um on black friday and i got mine well i got the one for her um, sometime um, like the week before Christmas, it showed up. Hmm. So again, yeah. order order the one that they have on the shelf, and you're gonna get it. Um, and and it, it was still delayed. You know, and it it's not like you know these things just come can't come made perfectly. Um, we wanted the, the patch sewn on, and that took a couple extra days. But yeah, it just see you know the... it, it's. You know, it, it's it's you know I I mean I at the end of the day I'll be happy to have it and I had um, you know uh, her brother gave me he he ordered uh, just a plain one um, from Authentics and they sent him two so he gave <laughs> me the other one so I had something uh,
0: so some yeah. so people aren't getting ears at all some are getting two and they ordered one.
1: Right. Um, It's, it's, it's a cluster. Um, uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's 2021, 2022. That's what we expect. Nothing works like you think it should.
0: Figured out. Uh, yeah. I mean, still though, still you, you have, this should be, I mean, maybe they, if they didn't, they probably should have, uh, to tell people, Hey, there might be a delay. Although I'm not sure if they would have known this, but I mean if you can't get a custom jersey out right. to somebody in fifteen weeks, you're right. doing it wrong. And, I don't care. You're doing something and wrong.
1: And that was you know, that was what Julie um, Julie was uh you know, upset about is that they never updated the in um, you know, the the language they have on the website in terms of expected delivery until the week of Christmas. Then all of a sudden it said, you know, custom orders may take an extra like seven weeks or something. I forget exactly what it is. It's
0: interesting because you see all these people complaining and tagging STL Authentics on Twitter. And STL Authentics is silent. They don't don't Mm -hmm. reply to anybody. No apologies nothing.
1: Right. And the only way Julie got through was on Facebook Messenger. Really? like. Probably the last place I would have thought to try. Um, somebody contacted her on Facebook Messenger from Sorry. from uh, uh, Authentics to you know to tell her we were like still like the day before Christmas, uh, whatever. I think I was still like uh, Barbashev in the queue. I think she said we were 49th ninth um, of out of the orders left. So. You know, at some point I'll get it. And the fact that Perron scored the first goal, you know, I'll be able to say, you know, it, it means something. It would have meant more though had I had it.
0: Uh, Keith Price in YouTube chat says, is there a winter classic equivalent to in any other sport? Maybe baseball could do a wooden bat game. Keith, they use wooden bats in the, in base in major leagues. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
2: wow he goes i, I guess base- I see where the intelligence went in your family <laughs>
0: <laughs> baseball did have the field of dreams game which is what i was going to say yeah they had that um which right. is, and they're gonna they're gonna keep doing that i think they're gonna have another one this year uh and the cubs Basketball are playing could do like the like cubs a, are playing uh, the, the, the the field dreams game the cubs are playing this year but they're not playing the cardinals which and people are like why aren't the cubs playing the cardinals
1: right it's yeah. the two closest it's teams to iowa it's yeah, crazy.
0: it's done. Uh, yeah. Why why not? Because the Cardinals were rumored to be playing in the first one, right? And yeah. then it was Cardinals and White Sox, I think. Yeah, um, and
1: then it was Yankees, White Sox,
0: and then and then COVID happened, and for some reason the Cardinals didn't have it, that weren't in it, and then the Cubs were in the next one, and then the Cardinals are the logical choice here against the Cubs, and it's not. It's like what? Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe the, maybe the Cardinals and Cubs don't want to give up that revenue from the Cardinals Cubs game in St. Louis or Chicago because it'd take away from one of the cities. Maybe that's part of it because that's a big revenue game.
2: Yeah. And maybe it's just that the MLB has the worst commissioner in sports and he has no clue what's going on in
1: baseball. That very well could be.
2: Mm. Uh, Uh, Basketball could like, uh, do like, a like an inner city game. Like, you know, you could like, uh,
0: Oh yeah, Just on the streets.
2: In the, one of those basketball courts game. in the streets,
1: and
0: yeah.
2: you could close down the streets around it. and You could set up bleachers. That could be pretty cool.
0: That'd be cool.
1: What I would love to that see for Major in- League Baseball would be a Wiffle Ball game.
0: Oh, I mean, <laughs> be
1: awesome! A Wiffle Ball game that counts in the standings. Oh
2: my God! Give me that. Feed that into my veins. That that game would go on forever. You would have to have like a like a ten run cap. On I, on innings or something. I messed up my yeah. shoulder
0: during wiffle palooza, Bill, in my backyard, wiffle ball all day long. Is pitching a lot, and I messed up my shoulder for life. <laughs>
1: yep, yeah, I I remember that day very very
0: well. <laughs> it was it was bad. I mean, to this day, I mean, it's it's not terrible, but I I have to like warm up extra extra long to get the shoulder warm because if I don't, oh, there's some pain in the shoulder.
1: Yeah, and you were like 22, for, or you were 24, probably for Wiffle Palooza.
0: I was early 20s, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I was still in college. I was home yeah. for college. From college,
1: yeah. So it was so 22. Yeah, you were probably like. 22.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm gonna give uh, Ken Morris a uh, comment of the show here, just because I'm gonna add on to it. NASCAR should have a race with vintage 1950 stock cars. I'm gonna do you one better. Let's see a NASCAR event with all the NASCAR drivers. And they're all driving sedans. <laughs> Station I wagons. I think that would, yeah, that would be a lot of
1: fun. Cars.
2: Yeah, I think that'd be amazing. Mm. Or like Ford Explorers or
0: something. Uh, the blues are finally healthy um, today. I mean, technically, I guess. Hey, so before
1: there... we get into
2: that, should we go ahead and answer Tom Thomas Welch's question. I was Welcher's gonna do that question. right
0: while we do talk about this because we're talking about go ahead,
2: go ahead. the blues. What am I doing?
0: The blues why you know, am I players you? right now. I'm working it in.
2: I'm gonna stop by uh, interrupting you.
0: Hey Kurt, <laughs> why don't segway. you go
2: ahead and uh, tell us what you want to talk about?
0: I gotta pull up his uh, his question. That was early on, right? Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Um so uh there haven't been that many games this season where the blues have dressed everyone. Um, but today Braden Shen was activated from the IR and is expected to play on Wednesday versus the Penguins in Pittsburgh. The Blues have also placed James Neal, who was put on waivers and cleared to the, to the taxi squad. Uh, Dakota Joshua has also been placed on the taxi squad. The taxi squad currently consists of Nathan Walker, James Neal, and Dakota Joshua. So the NHL, if you haven't heard, has given the taxi squad back to the teams once again to help with replacement players due to COVID uh, situation. So this would be nice for the Blues to have a month ago. Uh, when they were forced to play shorthanded and uh, dress an e bug for a game, whatever would have been nice,
1: but wasn't necessary. No, clearly not.
0: No, not no. Clearly, at all.
1: the
2: Blues' strategy needs to be to skate seventeen.
0: Right. I mean, if you're winning, I guess you can't complain too much. But man, if we had like struggled through that period, and then now the yeah. NHL is doing the taxi squad, and like, come right, on, I'm where I'm was pissed. that? Oh yeah. But winning, yeah, winning, winning cures, winning cures everything, right? Yeah, it right. really does.
1: Winning, you know, a successful formula is Jake Wallman, left winger.
0: <laughs> Hell yes. Hey, you know, Hell I mean, yes. It's, it's almost like uh, Vince Dunn would have been a good role for him, too. Same spot. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, the Blues also signed goalie Charlie Lindgren, forward Alexei Torpchenko, and defenseman Kelly Rosen to Springfield. Uh, Lindgren and Torpchenko were on emergency loan by rule had to be returned, so... Before anyone starts bitching right. about, Lindgren. I
2: am so mad that Charlie Lindgren is gone.
0: They should have, they have traded should Huso. Traded
2: Huso. <laughs> he had
0: to go back. He had to. That's what emergency
2: loan means. You can't quick, keep him. Quick note, just to show that there is a little bit of realism, and I mean realism in the EA Sports game. And I know I mentioned one of these quips every week. I tried to trade Billy Huso, who was having a great season for me, but I didn't need him all i could get was an ahl forward for him
0: yeah you weren't going to get anything for Husso. as i mean no, no one's, you're not it's not going to happen not much yeah at all. third round pick tops yeah. tops tops third round pick draft pick
2: yeah. maybe yeah. a a depth forward who might be able to be called up uh, in an Huso, NHL spot. It's a but, situation
0: where Huso is worth way more to you now than you're going to get for him. So just yes, s- sit down, stop talking.
2: <laughs> it's right. like everybody forgets yeah. how good Huso was before he got injured. I know, right?
0: Yeah, it, and it, it
1: it's the thing, you know, Charlie Lingren was such a great story, such a feel-good story that nobody wants to let him go. And I'll tell you what, I mean, I I was the guy that bought into that the hardest, I think right especially with Montreal right he he got the start against Montreal and he loved every second of that i mean it, it kind of it was a little bit heartbreaking that he didn't get a shutout in that game cuz the canadians were so terrible but god that that was awesome that said i'm not going to be surprised if you know the next time he gets a call up he gets lit up pretty bad just i i think you know it was lightning in a bottle Um, I'd love to see him come back and and be good, but that means somebody else has to get injured. Mm -hmm. I'm happy with who we have.
0: Um, We said on this show loudly uh, before the season started in our season preview show that this Blues team, when healthy, is extremely deep um, and wasn't being given enough credit by the national sports media and some local media for how deep and good this team was, is. Um, and you see people finally coming around on this team and it's just kind of funny to hear it now, but, uh, so, and, uh, Thomas Welcher, uh, in the YouTube chat asked earlier, how comfortable are you guys about the changing of the guard with this team and the next core of the St. Louis Blues right now? And I was just thinking about this the other day that you got your Thomas, your Kairu, your Prunovic. Um, I guess you're the big three uh Bushnevich is still pretty young um i i, I love it i I, you, I, mean, I think we did we talk about this last week or on Friday um, a little bit about how um the transition the, the you know, there, there was a there was a a lot of talk before this season about how the blues window of the cup window was closing or was already closed and people were like yeah they need to rebuild because the window's closed and uh, I was like, "Yeah, come on, guys, and don't let's not be dramatic here." Um, but so with the emergence of Cairo and Thomas, and Prunovic can play. Uh, it, it's it, and the acquisition of Bushnavich. I mean, th- their window is not closed, and I love the youth on this team, which gives us tremendous depth. I. I have a hard time naming a team that has more depth than this team does. Um, and so I'm quite comfortable with this team for the next five, six years. Um, you know, cause you're going to have, you're going to have players like, you know, O'Reilly, Shan, Krug, you're going to, the longer term guys uh, that when they're at the end of their contracts or a couple years from, what do you do with them? That's going to be an issue. But I love, the young core of this team. So you got you got the main core right now, right? Shen, O'Reilly, right. Tarasenko, Peron, um, Prakko. I guess Preco's still pretty young. How old is he? He's not. He's twenty eight, something like that. Um, but so I, I think that yeah. To answer your question, 28. Uh, Yeah, twenty eight. Um, how comfortable am I? And I, you guys can comment too uh, that uh, the change in the guard. There's, there's not a change in the guard yet, but um, when that does happen the slow transition. Um, you know, a lot of stuff can happen me now and then, but I, I I mean, I'm comfortable with how this you team know, is set up to progress. You
2: know what? I, I, I think about the other teams in the NHL who Barbara won Shelly. Stanley cups and definitely like, didn't have the youth to replace some of those vets that they needed. Like look at the LA Kings who had uh, two cups and was it four or five years. Um, the biggest name they had coming up, Yes, they, they still had young guys, uh, uh, younger guys like Kopitar, Doughty, Quick even. They weren't aging guys. But coming up, all they really had was like Adrian Kempe. And even he was not like a highly touted prospect. I mean, he was a guy they thought, okay, he'll be a great second-line center one day. People are still saying Robert Thomas could be a number one center in the NHL. Uh, you look at the Blackhawks. What did they have coming up uh, when they were winning their Cups? They, you know, Corey Crawford was, was kind of young in goal, um, but they didn't really have anything. Uh, I think they had, they hadn't drafted the yet. They hadn't drafted doc. Um, they looked like a team that was kind of dry in the cupboard. You look at the blues right now. Yes. They've only won one cup. It's ridiculous to, to compare them to teams that have won multiple in the last couple of years, but You look at where they're at right now, and they've got this influx of veterans that have won a cup, like you said, Shen, O'Reilly, Peron, Tarasenko, Pareko. You know, guys that aren't even really that old. They're not. Again, they're not. They're veterans, but they're not in their you know mid to late thirties like Steen was. Um, And now you've got guys like you said, Thomas, who by the way has already won a cup. Uh, You've got Cairo and. Uh, Even a guy like Kostin, who might still step into his own and might still be a guy that surprises. You mentioned Barbashev stepping his game up. Uh, Perunovic. And then, you know, there's just other guys that that are, you know, still trying to to kind of work their way into the lineup on a regular basis. Um, And guys that have stepped in and proven that they can play in NHL minutes, like Nathan Walker or someone like that. There's a lot of great youth on this team that mixes with that that veteran core and i love it i love every bit of it and you know we didn't even mention brandon sod who's also won a stanley cup um right there's a lot uh there's a lot on this team on both sides if you say well you need a veteran leadership to get you to the cup okay blues have that oh you need right. youth who can drive you through the playoffs yeah the blues have that too so I, I love it. give me more of it. I think this team uh is primed for an I'm, I'm not saying they're gonna win multiple cups, but I'm saying they're gonna be in the hunt every season.
1: Right. And and I I think you 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 know hit the nail on the head there. It, it it's not so much, you know, to go back to Thomas's Original question, you know, the the changing of the guard, the you know, the passing of the torch to the to the younger guys, right? It's it's a mix. It's it's the the team chemistry, and and the mix, right? You've got your leader, you've got O'Reilly, right? And Tarasenko, he he is leading by example this year, right? He's he's showing the leader that he wanted to be, um, but. You know, it, it's, we talked about it earlier with Cairo, right? He, he had, you know, four points in less than 12 minutes in the second, you know, or less than nine minutes in that second period the other night, right? He, it's not like he's, he's a minute muncher at this point in his career, but he's effective. Right. And so you've got the minute munchers, you've got your your you know, your your depth guys and your your core leadership that are, are able to handle a ton of minutes, and then you've got the production from the young guys. And and that's that that's the chemistry, you know, and, and the makeup of this team that I think is so success you know, is what's making them so successful to this point in this season. Um, you know, it and it's exciting, right? We when was the last time we were excited for young guys coming up? Right. And at this point last year, we were, you know, kind of thinking, you know, what's Thomas going to do now? And, you know, even during this season, you know, there was a lot of doubt about Thomas's productivity. And, you know, coming back, you know, after his injury, he's looked a hell of a lot better. And Cairo, Cairo's totally exceeded expectations to this point. And it's amazing. It's awesome. I mean, to see him have that game in Minnesota that he did, just, wow.
0: Rodney Hale in the YouTube chat said uh, Logan Brown too. He's also also young. And oh, that that's oh, a right. a pleasant surprise right. to be honest. That's just one more, right. right?
1: Right. And and you know, I think that's the thing between Logan Brown and and Clint Costin, you know, James Neal became the expendable veteran and next on that list jeff talked about him brandon saw it, right he you're not going to get rid of him he's he's up there you know top two in this team in goals right i think he's is he and tarasenko right are 12 each so you're not going to get rid of him but man you know before too long he could you know he dips off a little bit and we're talking about him as expendable parts
0: this this is this is what the blues have done though i mean we shouldn't talk about this like this is a cool thing, a cool new thing. The Blues have been the best team in the in the Western Conference since 2010, so the most points, most wins since 2010 in the Western Conference. And aside from a few years in the middle of the 2000s when they went you were know, their Kitchen and they sucked after the transition after Quinville, um, you know, before that it was the Quinville years and they were fantastic, you know, before that. So it's like, I mean, this team. Like I said, aside from a few years in the mid 2000s, uh, between 2000 and 2010, this team has been a extremely competitive team, if not a cup contender, a fringe cup contender, uh, many years. So it's, I mean, it's not. So this is just an ongoing tradition for this franchise that we've got young guys coming up. But to look at these specific guys, I think, yeah. I think I'm probably more excited about this group than I was about Bacchus, Peron and Oshi back in the, back when we drafted those guys. Um, th- now we were excited then about that and that led to some good teams, you know, but, uh, but this this young core right now and the and the acquisitions we've made Brnesovic um getting brown has been a great like I said a great little uh little nugget there to for young depth for Sanford for Sanford yeah for Sanford my god um brilliant um I'm not saying Logan Brown's going to turn into a tremendous forward but he's a I mean he could be a fantastic third liner for us I mean just uh, mm-hmm. just I mean we right. it, it, I, I, I'm very happy. I, I Especially coming off this off season when we had a ton of discussion with people that said that the cup window was closed and we need to rebuild. And I would love to have revisit that conversation with the same folks and say, what do you think now with the, with the young core that's developed and showing what they can do? Um, why would you want to even think about doing that now? And it's only been 33 games since that conversation. So it's, it's interesting. Interesting. Um, speaking of the offseason uh talk, where are the Blackhawks? The Chicago Blackhawks. Where are they? you guys notice you've seen, you seen them lately? You've seen them lately. <laughs> Seventh in the division, 14 in the conference. A number of national experts, and we like to talk about this from time to time because it was funny before the season started, and we were kind of confused about it. Uh, they picked the Blackhawks to make the playoffs ahead of the blues. Not a lot of them, but there were a number, a handful. Um, and most of them didn't pick the blues to make the playoffs at all. So it a lot. So uh, we were quite puzzled. Um, And right now the Blues are in first place in the Central with the second-best goal differential in the division, third-best goal differential in the conference, second-place overall in the conference, two points behind Vegas with two games in hand on Vegas. And only one regulation loss in the last 10, are 12-3-2 at home. Berube, right now, if we're talking coach of the year, has to have get consideration because of the work he did with the players being out due to COVID and injuries. The, The Blues are up near the league leaders in games missed because of those issues. Um, Yeah. It's kind of funny because the Blackhawks are like the, they're way down there. Seventh in the division. Kind of, kind of, kind of where where we thought they would be a little bit. Um, So it's just funny to see how things pan out. Um, When, when, when a team that you pay attention to closely is analyzed by the national guys who don't pay attention to this team closely. And you're like, Oh, you're supposed to be the expert.
2: And we're not we're not just tooting our horn here. We're not just you know saying oh let's go. Blues Radio had it right. And again, it's January, still plenty of season left. Things could sure. change, but I games. doubt it. But um, we're tooting all of Blues Nation's horn because there was a lot of people that when they saw the standings or the, the the projected standings come out by the experts, it was a lot of Blues fans saying, "Are you serious? Blackhawks over Blues?" or Blue's not even in the playoffs, Blackhawks in over the Blues. Like, yeah, that was weird. There was a lot of people saying, you got to be kidding me. Like, think about it. Just because they got a, a, a goalie who's good and a decent defenseman, you're going to pick them over a team that has built to win a Stanley Cup again? I mean craziness and a team that's not made the play. They made the playoffs in the bubble, right? Because they, they beat right. the Oilers.
0: Come on. You can't really outside
2: that. of that. They're not a playoff team. They haven't been in a while. Yeah. Why all of a sudden because you got two big acquisitions that's going to change the entire makeup of the roster
1: right and and flurry flurry's been decent but man Seth Jones everybody oh, wants yeah. him to be the replacement for for Duncan Keith or Brent Seabrook the guy looks awful he does. I mean yeah. he he second guesses himself more than any defenseman in the league now and it's it's you know I I feel awful for the guy because he is a damn good defenseman but you know I think the move to a major market like that and putting all the expectations especially the year after, you know, um, Seabrook and Keith both leave, man, those are some big shoes to fill, and he's he's not doing a great job doing it.
0: Matt Harris said in the YouTube chat, I think we have so much good going for this team right now. Is there anything to improve? Are there any parts we need to add, replace? And I think I want to say that I think we're all, we've said this before, that we Mm -hmm. all would like a a big, tough, stay-at-home, solid defenseman. Mm Mm-hmm. Is yeah, that is that right. a general consensus? Yeah, basically yeah, a better
2: version not of yet. Robert Bortuzzo. Yeah,
0: the the yeah the Mayfield rumors in the off season were, when it was all but thought you know, that Tarasenko was all but gone. Right, um, mm. you thought, oh well, if we can get like a Mayfield in the package for Tarasenko, um that's a need that we have. Right on defense. Yeah. Um, right. So, but was not getting to
1: Local story everyone wants Webster right. Groves,
0: you know. Sure.
2: Own
1: you can
0: imagine Scott that. It's
2: in some, in some universe, Logan Brown and Scott Mayfield came home.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, and, and the Islanders are in last place in the Metropolitan Division. They're a, which is crazy. Which is having a the craziest year. thing, right? So, I mean, I mean, if that doesn't improve, they could be sellers of the deadline. So, I and I would fully expect if you were to ask me. What are the Blues going to do at the deadline? I would be shocked if they did not get a big defenseman at the deadline. Mm -hmm. I'd be be shy. I really think they will, too. They do do not need a forward. They are set as long as they're healthy come the deadline time, right? There's no injuries that that they have to replace, but I think they're set.
1: Right. And wasn't it during the uh, the Winter Classic, uh, during the panel, it was Tockett that said, you know, when they were talking about what, what could the Blues possibly add, he said, always looking for that big, bad defenseman, right? And, yeah, right. Agree you with that You know who completely. stands out
2: to me is a name that we saw Blues fans clamoring for, I think it was over last summer. I think Jamie Alexiak is right for the pickings. Uh, Seattle's probably not going to make the playoffs. Maybe they do, yeah. I don't know. But they might be looking to unload somebody. I think he's someone that the Blues might be trying to target. <laughs>
0: It's gonna be because usually at the deadline we're we're hoping the Blues make a move to get better, right? And then usually they don't. Most teams don't. But uh, I think this is the year the Blues make a a pretty good move to get a good defenseman, a, a solid, mm-hmm. not a not a not a puck mover, but a just a a tough stay at home defenseman, solid guy in front of the net. So I'd be shocked. If that does not happen,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, um, rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. The uh, real quick: the Dallas Stars had ten players, ten players removed from COVID protocol. Uh, forward Redick, Foxa, uh, Luke Landenning, uh, Rupe Haynes, uh, Joel Kiveranta, 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 Uh, among others. Ten players. Um, Hatrick
1: against the Avalanche in the game in the series clinching game. What's that? When uh, TV Ranta had a hat trick against the Avalanche in the in their run to the Cup.
0: Um, the Don't uh,
2: forget about former Blue Yanni Hakkinpa was Yanni on Hockenpah. that
1: list. Yes, so many fins on that team. It's crazy. and yeah.
0: Ryan Suter, um, along with two ste- uh, support staff members too. So they. They had a bunch of players come off at once, so well, there you go. Um, the uh, that
2: goes to show you how they uh, they probably were all together when they all got it, right? Yeah,
0: and and the it's changed. It went from ten games to five, uh, or ten days to five. Right, that you had to be on uh, uh, protocol, and if you're testing negative, then you can get out after five days. So something like that. <clears throat> so that probably has something to do with it. Um, the game between the Ottawa Senators and Taylor Kraken at uh, Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle on Thursday was postponed by the NHL on Monday due to COVID-19 concerns affecting the Senators. Ottawa has eight players in COVID. Uh, the number of games postponed by the NHL to date is now 91. The NHL will announce uh, rescheduled dates for all postponed games at a later date, which right. and you got to think they're going to try and get those particular... in during the Olympics.
1: Yeah, that game in particular, you know, is of note because Ottawa only has nine NHL players.
0: But um, Nice. Put them. Yeah.
2: And I'll add, too, it's kind of nice seeing that the Blues have only had two games uh, postponed, right? Yeah. So you look at the lives yeah. of their teams, are five, six, seven games. Yeah. Um, And I think over that two-week span, or I guess three-week span, that's the Olympic break, <laughs> I think what they're going to do is they're going to announce games over that break, and it's not going to get every team to 82. I think they'll wait after that and then they'll say, okay, how are we doing with COVID after February? Then they'll start rescheduling games after that.
0: We'll see. They can also tax them on tax a game or two on the end of the season, too. That's what I think they'll do. Yeah. Um, or, you know, or even if uh, that they they travel to a city where they, have to make up a game against this team. They might do a home and a home. Uh, if they have right. if they have the room in the schedule. Something like that to we'll see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh listening to the uh the thirty two thoughts pod from um Elliot Friedman and um uh, Jeff Merrick, um, before Christmas, they were talking about that that the NHL could potentially wind up forcing teams, you know, just to get full 82 games in, that you're not going to make up games cross-conference, you're going to wind up playing, you know, multiple games, potential for having another, you know, Blues-Coyotes nine-game series, um, you know, just to get the season in, um, but you know that was that was weeks ago when when the fears that omicron was going to be as bad as delta um, which seems like hopefully knock on wood that's not the case um, you know it, it, i i think that you're not going to i think at this point the nhl should still be hopeful especially with the that makeup period over the what would have been the olympic break to have the season as they intended
2: I do hope we see more interconference games. You know, like the Blues had games against, was it Ottawa and was it Montreal that were postponed?
1: Um, um, Ottawa and Toronto.
2: Ottawa and Toronto, yeah. You know what? As much as I'd right. love to see Toronto, give me a game don't against the Division team. <laughs>
0: don't yeah. Yeah. care to see Ottawa. Ottawa. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, and to uh, close out the show, uh, a good story, uh, the uh, Kraken fan potentially saves uh, the life of the Canucks assistant equipment manager, Nadia Papovici, I guess that's how you pronounce it, um, is a future medical student and Seattle Kraken fan was sitting directly behind the Vancouver Canucks bench when she noticed a mole in the back of the neck of the Canucks assistant equipment manager, Brian Hamilton. Uh, before leaving the game, she put her phone against the glass, knocked on the glass, and got Hamilton's attention. And her phone read, mole, doctor, cancer. <laughs> so Hamilton said he didn't know, even though he had a mole there on his neck. A few days after the game, he got it, uh, the mole biopsied and found out that he had a malignant melanoma in C2. I don't know what that means, S-I-T-U-U. Meaning the cancer cells were only on the outer layer of Hamilton's skin and detected very early. So Hamilton has since had it removed. They say that had he not gotten removed and ignored it in uh, four or five years, he may not be here. So the uh, Canucks and the Kraken combined to award uh, Nadia a $10,000 scholarship for medical school as a show of appreciation. So that's pretty cool. Make sure that's you check awesome. the back of your neck.
2: <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, yeah. that's fantastic. I mean, yeah. I, I, listen, I'm not a medical student. I've never been interested in that. Just nothing I'd be good at. But it just makes you wonder, like, you know, when there's a medical student or a doctor or a nurse and they're out in public, how often are they just like looking at people and going, oh, he might want to get that checked out? Yeah. You know, like that's crazy. The, and good for her. For
0: oh, she doing took, that. that's take, Taking the time to bang on the glass and put her phone right. up there with a message to him. She didn't have to do that. And uh, she did. And he I mean, it I mean, it, he didn't even know it was there. So chances are it goes on for a while. And who knows? I mean, people. This is how to show some me people...
2: the, You guys want to show me the back of your neck? Tell you if there's a mole there.
0: I, eh. I
2: wonder how big it was. <laughs> Bill you got something furry growing on your head. You
0: might want to know that. This is how. I mean, this is uh, kind of this is how this, week. this is how some people die. I mean, it's it, it happens. So it's like, and she could have John saved McCain. his life.
1: I mean, right? yeah. yeah. That was, that was him. At the end of the day, it was the skin cancer.
0: Yeah.
1: So. No, I mean, it, it's, I mean it's an amazing story, feel good story of the year for the NHL. Yeah. Right. You, you you have an expansion team, right? And, and think about that. Like you're you're Brian Hamilton. Right. This team didn't exist last year. This person probably would not have been at a hockey game to tell you that you have cancer. It's one of those crazy, crazy coincidental things in this universe that just makes you wonder.
0: It almost makes me think, you know, ten thousand dollars is enough. (laughs) Yeah, I know. When you combine the two franchises, it's like like come on, give me give him twenty five grand. I don't
2: know how much equipment managers make, but man, if I'm him, I'm like, man. 10% 10% of my paycheck the rest of the year goes to her.
0: And if she's going to medical school, you know, $10,000 is might cover. A couple of classes. <laughs> yeah. A textbook or
2: two. So, no. <laughs> You're right. That's, I mean, but still. I, when I saw this, when I saw this story, I was just beside myself. That's amazing. Um, what an awesome person. And I just hope that, you know, in our lifetimes, we meet people. And I'm not saying I want somebody to come up and tell me, hey, you might have cancer. I'm saying, I hope I'm surrounded by people who, if this kind of situation happened to me, that I have somebody like Nadia in my life. Cause that, that is, is, I mean, yeah. that is so
0: cool. Right. Uh, I think we're going to wrap up the show guys. Anything else you want to add? Any last words? Any famous last words?
2: Uh, let's see. We got a couple comments we can read real quick. Um, Ken Morris is looking forward to see how Kairu plays against Crosby on Wednesday. Uh, I think we have so much good going for this team right now. This is from Matt Harris. Is there anything to improve? Are there any parts we need to add? I think you actually we, read, that one, I read that one.
0: Yep. 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 yep.
2: Um, let's see. Ken Morris loves sod speed. Uh, whatever happened to the blues experiment with Bo Bennett? Uh, Bo Bennett <laughs> is retired. He is no longer playing. So <laughs> that's how it went. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. no it's uh, uh happy new year to you guys um yeah thank you everybody for the awesome comments on this show we had a lot of fun and uh remember the giveaway yes uh for the bernie let me try and get it the screen here the bernie federico my blues note signed by jeremy rutherford the author uh make sure you uh tweet us a picture i know matt harris already has Uh, Tweet us a picture right on our Facebook wall with a picture or uh, share. uh, Make sure you tag us on Instagram with a picture. Something about the Winter Classic that you did, whether you watched it, you wore your jersey somewhere cool or whatever. Uh, Anything to do with the Winter Classic and you will be entered to win. And make sure you follow us on our social media platforms as well. You can find us everywhere. Let's Go Blues Radio. Multiple, uh, let's see, I know Instagram and Twitter were LGB
0: Radio. Yes, I, I do believe that's all of them. Yeah, LGBT radio. We, we we paid extra for that across all platforms. Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, support for Let's Go Blue's Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com to get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him, Let's go, Blues Radio sent you up and by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's hockey themed brewery. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no contact curbside pickup or to make a reservation in their awesome tap room located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis. It's one of the best places to watch a blues game. That's centericebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 16. Are we on 17? We're on 17 of Season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Praner and Day, I'm Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Let's go
2: Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Sport
1: at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well.
2: Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now
1: take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again.
0: Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs)
2: St.
1: Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about us? St. Louis Blues? Well, they only just begun, they're on their way to number one Now oh, there's no more Blues for oh, will say Louis Blues The Blues are on the ice tonight again They're rough and tough and got the stuff to
0: win They'll always get one more, no matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friend.